Welcome to the CobraCast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. New Life Psychology in Berwick, now taking phone appointments with a referral from a GP. And Waverley Park Physiotherapy Centre. At Waverley Park Physiotherapy, we provide a variety of services. We have specialist physiotherapy services, which are usually for more chronic or complex or long-term injuries. We have general physiotherapy, which usually involves managing the common neck, back pain, shoulder pain, or sporting injury. We offer sporting rehabilitation services for the common hamstring, knee, or sporting place injury. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. All right, welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. I'm the host. You bloody know who I am by now. Ricky Rifty, the Prez Logan. Got Ricky Ed Dog VP Etridge. And we've done it. We've, we've hit the 100. A bloody quick knock too, what I had. <laughs> yeah, mate. We're smacking them for sixes every time. Just out the park, just like Belfour, mate. Just smacking them around. Is that the only cricket terminology you know? <laughs> you sounded a bit... Uh... Bit hesitant on saying that. What do you mean? Smacking sixes. Yeah, you're a bit like, is that the right term? Yeah, mate, I know. I have have played a little bit of cricket in my time. I used to play some indoor back in the day and backyard cricket every summer, but I just don't enjoy watching a test match. So, yeah, it's, yeah, each to their own, I guess. But, mate, 100 episodes, we've done it. We've, uh, geez, who would have thought back in uh, what, April? We are. We were sitting here. What is it? Eighteenth, eighteenth of December, recording this, knocking up a hundred, mate. Uh, and to make it even more weirder, we're recording everything three days out. Yeah, that's yeah, um, mate. I remember the days we had bloody eight recordings in a weekend, and then I had to, I finished all those recordings and went, oh shit, now I've got to edit all those. <laughs> um, to, to be fair, mate, there actually was one episode that we recorded the day of, and I completely forgot about this, but uh, episode two with your brother, we recorded that at like 11.30 Anzac Day, and you had it edited by and out by 7 o'clock, and it was, uh, when you'd done that, that was a, it was like, wow, are you, are you sure you can do that? Now I'd be like, Rifty, mate, you got an hour, get it done. Yeah, well, that's the thing I said to you yesterday. Recorded, we are recording this on a Friday. We're putting it out on a Monday, and... So I've got all day Saturday to think about doing it and by Sunday evening I'll start and have it done within an hour or so and post it. So I'm a, a- I'm a master procrastinator, okay? <laughs> um, I've- you've gotten better. We're about to go on holiday for four weeks and I think you've just hit your peak about video out the day before, audio out within an hour of the video going out. I'm a bit concerned, mate, when we get back, you know, we're releasing these via audio. You're going to be waiting you know, three or four weeks before the first audio comes out. 
No, well, now I realized I can schedule the audio. It's made it easier. It's only taken about 95 episodes to realize that. Um, and because I've been able to leave the house and do things, I'm like, shit, I better get on top of this editing and get it done. So, um, yeah, I've been pretty efficient. But when when we were stuck at home doing nothing, you know, it's like, mate, you start playing PlayStation for, for an hour and uh, next minute, you know, dinner time and bedtime and... You've achieved yeah. nothing, so. Oh, you say you've achieved nothing, but I like to say that I've achieved about eight wins, a good goal differential, and four men of the matches. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I say I hadn't oh, achieved okay, anything, yeah. but, you know, I did achieve plenty of practice in Madden so I could take home another proper the third, bowl. The third. So, the you know, the three-peat, the dynasty, and um, I'm the triple Jeez. champ, so. I'll tell you what, man, I'm hoping... Uh, Bear Trap is our first guest. I'm hoping you're going to pull that out and uh, rub it in his face a little bit. Oh, of course. Um, I'm hoping he, you do. He is the man that I I took out in the, the grand final, the, the Cobra Bowl. And, um, mate, he, um, tell you what, he got me back, though, because the surprise he had for us wasn't great. And uh, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. We haven't done that surprise yet. <laughs> <laughs> but once in our life, we actually have the possibility of uh, – Acting like everything is in order. <laughs> Damn it, Riffy, you ruined it. Oh. <laughs> but mate, hundred episodes. So, do you want to know a few, uh, a few, you know, Cobracast facts? So, no, not actually, really. no, fair. No, who, who does? If everyone's <laughs> following on by at home, but uh, mate, ninety-nine episodes, right? So when we started this, it was to speak with players, past players. We done fifteen of them. Yeah, all, all the good blokes at the club. Done fifteen. Some questionable so, ones. In, in other words, if we hadn't have uh, gone to around the globe, we would have done fifteen episodes, hanged it up, and waste all the money on microphone. But nah, ninety-nine episodes, mate. We actually spoke to uh, sixty-nine clubs, seventy-one. Well, so plus two national teams, so a total of uh, seventy-one teams. Yeah. Uh, two country presidents. So the president of AFL England and AFL Fiji. The president of AFL Europe and the commissioner, uh, Dan Jackson. 28 countries from six continents. Now, we've been Scotland, Wales, France, Denmark, Ireland, Austria, Poland, Germany, Holland, Russia, Switzerland, England, Sweden. Then we went to America, Canada, Thailand, Indonesia, Japan, Philippines, Vietnam, Hong Kong, China, Singapore, uh, UAE, Colombia, South Africa, Fiji, New Zealand. I wish I, I wish someone paid me to travel to them places, man. I tell you, it's a... oh, it would have, it would have been good. I'll tell you what. So in total, we had 113 international guests join us. We also spoke to Todd Morgan from outside the locker room back in the early days. We spoke to your mate from the Catholic Guild. Brenton um, Harris. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name and I was typing this up. I'm like, oh, I don't have time to go back and look at it. We spoke to Jason Hill from the Crosscoders. We spoke to Ch- Tim and Charlie from the Kick the Kick podcast. We spoke to Rob Merrow from Footy Jumpers for a total of 134 guests. And recording, we have done 98 and a half hours worth of uh, released recording. Yeah, mate. So we're almost probably going to hit that hundred hours uh, with this one. 
Oh, we will. I can raise the bat again, mate. Raise the yeah. bat again. Mate, <laughs> uh, right, so who would have thought we would have covered that that much Yeah, when we first started this, you know, when we spoke to our very first international guest, Jamie Towner, who we were going to get on later. Um, we thought, oh, how cool is this? We're speaking of somebody in another country that plays footy. We might try and get somebody else on who does that. And before you know it, we've spoken to 69 different... Uh, I, I remember being at work, we discussed the... Uh, I'll get West Loth, and we we done that one. We were like... I think before we had recorded that, I was like, oh, I might reach out to you know, Calgary because the Swooper connection. And then I oh, will try... Um, Oh, there's, there's a bloody team in Thailand. I'll jump onto them, and it was like, oh, I've got three. I've got three lined up, Rifty. Oh, we've got Cardiff on. Oh, we've got we've got six lined up. Yeah, we'll do six, and then yeah, the clubs that I'd reached out to were finally getting back to me, and all of a sudden it was oh, okay, Rifty. Uh, I've got ten. Mate. I've got ten. It it went from my how good is this? We've got a club from this country to yeah, mate, just uh, another club lined up. <laughs> yeah, to to oh shit, how the hell are we going to fit all yeah. these in? And. Uh... Mate, but it's been a great time and it's been great learning about all the different clubs and all the different footy. And, you know, they all have their unique challenges in certain places, but at the end of it, they're all just brought together for the love of the game. And that's what we, we love about it because that's what we play the game for, the love of it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So you mentioned they've all got unique uh, challenges. Let's play a bit of a game. You run not a game that we might play later, but just... What's one of been one of your most unique, you know, one of the, most, the more unique challenges you've come across when speaking to these clubs? Right. Well, the best one we've heard is having to go out to the woods to cut down trees to make goalposts. Like you can't get much better than that. And the the ingenuity and the you know to to even have somebody who was capable of doing that at your club to just go, you know what, we need goalposts. This bloke's just going to head off to the woods by himself, chop down all these trees, pick all the best ones and make them into goalposts. was unbelievable. Um, you know, for a for a massive tournament that's... Yeah, like the, the biggest mid- in Europe. Uh, you know, that's in this bloody picturesque country of Europe. Um, yeah, that was uh, pretty ex- <laughs> extraordinary. Yeah. And So I'm going to go back to like early days when we first learned about this. And the fact, you know, the, their biggest challenge is they don't, a lot of these clubs don't have their own ground to train on. They are literally training in the middle of a park and getting weird looks. And then you've got the, a lot of clubs being asked, oh, is this rugby? And they've got to explain, no, it's not rugby. But to me, that's a, a, an incredible challenge to try and actually uh, try and overcome. And you know, credit to them to be able to do that. Yeah. And like some of the other, you know, a lot of places, their own uh, governments and stuff won't recognize AFL or Aussie rules as a sporting body you know, as a charitable organization and things like that. So it makes it hard financially for the club. So, you know, there's a lot of like things we don't even consider. We don't have to worry about. We have a ground to go at. We have showers to go do after a game and all those sorts of things. Now you just triggered my memory. I have just thought of another one of the very, very more unique challenges. When an Australian comes back from overseas, you know, we like to pack the suitcase with duty-free grog, duty-free cigarettes for those that are so inclined Whatever. When you know, Thailand was saying that when bikes come back to Australia, when they're coming back to Thailand or to Asian countries, they go, or even around the world, I think even um, Scotland was the same thing. Mate, here's money, pack your suitcase full of, full of sharings. It was, <laughs> and that was early days. And we pissed ourselves laughing at that, being like, nah, that, that, that must just be you guys. And it turns out that it's everywhere around the world. 
Yeah, well, except it may, except for the US, because Kraz has got got it all covered over there. He's done a great job with making sure that they're stocked with footies. And I know, you know, AFL England and stuff are starting to trying to yeah. yeah, trying to do the same thing. But um, yeah, again, these are challenges that we don't, you know, our ground is 10 minutes from the Sharon factory. Yeah. If we ever you know needed a footy, we could go buy a bloody blemish ball for fifty bucks. That's perfectly fine. But you know, maybe, pay, maybe not. Paying. Maybe not. Maybe not fifty. You're gonna send people what he sending messages asking to go buy the factory. <laughs> oh, Eighty bucks, whatever. <laughs> but you know, and but the thing is, our our league gets hundreds of them every year, sends them out to every club. So we're all always stocked with footies. Um, and you know. We don't ever have to, the worry of somebody accidentally bringing back a Burley or something instead of a Sharon. So. Another unique challenge, which is not really unique when I think about it, is the distance that these clubs have to travel. Like early days, we got the Denver, and Denver being so far away from any of their you know, closest teams, we we're traveling four to six hours to play a game of footy, and we couldn't believe that. And then, you know, we spoke to Matty Gale, where we spoke about the Psycho Dingoes, who'll be joining us a bit later in the episode. They play four games a year, but train 12 months a year. Like, and we're sitting there like, we can travel five minutes from our club and play three different teams. I thought that was incredible. Yeah, mate. This, uh, and again, it just shows uh, the enthusiasm and passion everyone has for the game that they're willing to travel so far. And, you know, a recent guest that we've had was, you know, a club that's in Newcastle, but they travel to Scotland to play because... Uh, location-wise, that's it's it's closer, and you know, um, Seattle the same. Like going to a Canadian league because it's location-wise, and Port Port Malmo would play up in Denmark. Uh, yeah, from Sweden to Denmark. Yeah, and you know, these are you know international borders that they're they're crossing to go play their footy and stuff. And um, mate, we you imagine playing in a league where you got to travel to New South Wales to go play footy? Like, mate, it's... we go South Yarra's hard enough, mate. Yeah, well, it's, it's a different world to what we're used to down there. Yeah. But uh, before we, we're going to get a bit lighthearted with a few um, funny things, a bit light and funny, funny moments of the show. But one thing that I definitely, um, obviously, didn't really know if it was that big to begin with around the world, but the community and the family aspect that we have learned through USAFL, AFL Europe, AFL Asia, the volunteer work that AFL Asia do across their plate. Remember, we spoke to, um, was it Singapore who, we're being asked, what are you guys doing for the community? And they're like, well, we don't, we can't do anything because we're so well, such a um, wealthy um, country. But a, a perfect example of the familyness was the um, Janine Benecki story that we found out from uh, through Ryland and then Tim through, you know, through Germany and the, uh, the don't drink and drive, go pink for life. You know, that was a real eye-opener to me to just how big this community is. The fact that they had people from all over AFL Europe go to Germany to attend her funeral. Yeah, um, being that she was, you know, part of that German national team and, you know, a big figure within the footy community over there. And, um, you know, it's something that her memory will forever live on within that AFL Germany community. And, um, you know, hopefully for, for her mum who started this, organization and this charity work and can have that game carry on for years to come and there'll be people that or you know 10 years from now will be playing in the Janine Benecki Cup and um and you know we can we can see that uh carry on for many years to come 
And I think um, another reason why that I think maybe the reason why that story obviously the reason was because Germany the fee, the women's football presence in Germany is so strong and so big. Like I would almost argue that women's football in Germany is almost bigger than the men's game in Germany. I think that was a big reason why you know such a um, unfortunate thing to happen did bring a lot of people together and it was such a big outpouring of emotion in the community. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, something we have learned is that for us, that you know, the women's game is quite quite new to, to Australia. You know, AFL has been played by women for a long time, but, you know, the AFLW itself um, is, you know, a relatively new league. It's, you know, in its infancy still. And I think being in Australia, when it's getting started, it's still got a stigma to it. There's still a lot of the old-fashioned type of thinking that, you know, footy is only a man's game. And to, to hear that there's places all around the world that have been playing women's footy for a long time. And again, like you said, there's some places where the women's game is thriving more than the men's game. And that's that's amazing to us. It's it's unbelievable that that, that can even happen. And, uh, mate, we hope it, it just continues to grow and um, there's plenty more girls that pop out of it and AFLW gets plenty more international superstars coming across to give try their hand at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one of my favorite moments of the episode of the uh, hundred episodes was um I think it was very coinciding with the you know, birth of Oakland and um the fact that we'd found out about the Janine Benecki situation, you know, not long ago, was with Berlin Crocs and um was it was it Cat or Resi that I think it was Cat was quite um emotional about women's football and growing the game. You know, that that's been one of my favorite moments is just how passionate somebody was about the game of footy overseas. Yeah, exactly. A girl that grew up in Australia, loving footy, but never getting to play it. Yeah. You know, after a certain age, her, she had to stand on the sideline and watch her brothers. And then, you know, she's come across it while she was over in the States and then, and then, you know, moved over to Germany and Berlin and was able to get involved in it there. And uh, she's probably the most passionate person we've had on the show uh, talking about footy and, um, yeah, that's what we love to see. Yeah, absolutely. Now, another club that I think, um, you know, when we interviewed him and it was a big, you know, bloody top effort was uh, the Wandsworth Demon with their 24-hour walk for M&D. That, unbelievable, like, to walk for 24 hours and to do these kinds of things. And, um, mate, the, to, to use your community to, to raise awareness and, you know, yeah, we have the, the freeze M&D here and, and it wasn't, you know, wasn't able to ha- have the same uh, effect as it usually has this year, uh, every other year with a, you know, Queen's birthday game and stuff. So guys did a great job, walk, you know, getting it all together to walk that. And right, there was how many clubs had raised money for charities and stuff and done stuff, you know, let's not forget there was bushfires at the start of this year, which yeah. it's crazy to think that with everything else that's going on, that that was this year as well. And um, there were some clubs that did some great work raising money for, for the bushfire relief fundraisers. I'll tell I'm quite disappointed about the bushfires, though. Why ScoMo didn't go for a run with the Eagles while he was across in Hawaii? Yeah, <laughs> disappointing, mate. Disappointing. But, yeah, no, mate, I remember we, the first club told us they, were, they done a bushfire at Pure Rose. I'm like, oh, that's, that's incredible. And then and we're starting to talk to other clubs and, you know, we, we we don't really, I do a little bit of research on the club just for the questions, just so that way 
there's anything you know like the um the, the Rob was it Rob Dollar for Phoenix, you know the Rob Dollar, yeah, uh, Rob Dollar Cup and um the like Southeast Giants with their LGBTQ community. I pretty much do the research to tell you, hey, Rifty, something sensitive's coming up here. Ask the question, and I realize a lot of clubs actually raise money. Some clubs done twenty dollars, and they're like, you know, it wasn't much, but it's still twenty dollars more than footy clubs in Victoria raised. Yeah, and well, a lot of it is also about raising awareness, isn't it? And you know, I know, unfortunately, the, the Manchester Mozzies couldn't do their November Cup this year. That, that's something that they've always done. And they try to try to pivot into a, something a little bit different. And that, you know, unfortunately happened when they'll get locked back down. But, um, yeah, I look so, forward to, to hearing what they do next year for the November Cup. But, absolutely. But you say, you know, raise awareness for the causes. But it also raises awareness of the game. I think it was... um. Colm from Tyne Tees, his first game of footy was in Manchester for the November Cup. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's amazing that, you know, all these things, you know, the six degrees of separation everywhere and, you know, some of the earliest footy matches that played outside of Australia were for Anzac Day. And, um, you know, we now know that Vietnam do a great Anzac Day game, and, and there's you know Thailand have an Anzac the, game, and the, the French have the French have a the AFL yeah. Europe have got a massive one, don't they? That's the yeah, one. yeah. So over in um, uh, to was it Bayonne? They no. they host, I think they somewhere over there, France somewhere, but yeah. One of the one of the one of the early uh, Anzac Day games. I'll tell you what, mate, you go back to listen to episode fifty nine with uh, Ollie Howard and Dan Jackson, and that was a big talking point. That one, because um, but yeah, mate, they're on our bucket. Obviously, a lot of places are on our bucket list, mate. But I reckon uh, if we could find a way for someone to pay us for the next that decade to just do an Anzac Day trip every year and mate, you know, play those games, be... that that Europe Anzac Day is top of my list. I got. Family ties to to Fromel's, where a great grandfather um, was killed in battle over there, and so his name's on a plaque over there in Fromel's in France. And uh, so uh, my mum's been lucky enough to go over there. Well, not lucky enough; she's been over there and visited and stuff. And but I'd love to get over there. You know, also got a brother that's in the military serving now, so I'd love to get over there for that. You know, episode two, you go back and have a listen to you know his story. But you know, could you imagine the goosebumps standing there? I know they do the last post in a minute. Can you imagine the goosebumps? I, I, I get goosebumps when we play on Anzac Day. We just do a minute silence. Sort of alone by the full kit and caboodle. Yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be next level to 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 be a part of something like that. But yeah, one of the the great things that did get to take place over in Europe was their festival of footy, and they they got a fair bit fair. That game's getting played all over Europe, which was awesome to see. Um, so what are some of the highlights that came out of that? Who was, you know, geez, that's, that's a tough one. That was, uh, oh, I think it was just saying every, like the, the effort that clubs went, like teams went to, like you had, you know, the Germans were split up. Uh, sorry, the effort the clubs went to during COVID to make it happen. Obviously when the festival of football happened, some, unfortunately, some countries couldn't participate because COVID has struck, struck again. Other clubs were, you know, trying to make things COVID safe, but try and go ahead with it. You know, you watching Instagram and you know, in Germany they've got the barbecue lined up with beers going, pissing down rain. Oh well, we're not playing anymore. We're getting on the we're getting on the cans. Um, I think just hearing stories after you know, listen to the um, 
I think when we spoke to the Melmo boys and, you know, there was a, you know, the women's game was such a red hot, you know, game where you had the men's and women's games play and the women's competition was so fierce and yelling on the sidelines and, so it was it was Paul Malmo that took out the men's and women's, wasn't it? Yeah, they had, a, had yeah. a dominant performance. They, yeah, they bet that no, not Natalia. Natalia, I think yes, I'm yeah, sure. But yeah, like that's one of the things that instead of just giving up and going, oh, well, that's it, footy's done for the year, which a lot of you know Victorian leagues did early on, was like, oh, it's too much work to get it done. Let's put it off to next year, you know. AFL Europe, they tried their hardest to get something going. They just they weren't going to sit on their hands. And hopefully, it's going to help them build for next year. And this festival of football is something that just can keep growing and growing every year. As well, well we as the Euro to, Cup. We spoke to Ryan from um, Northall, who is part of the AFL Europe committee. He said that you know they are thinking about this becoming a, a traditional, you know, on top of their Euro, the Euro Cup and the Champions League and everything they do. This be an every year thing because of the reception they had. You know, credit's got to go to you know their their partners like Nab, O'Neill's Sports, you know, the people that helped make it happen. Yeah, that, mate, it's it's awesome. And like we we said to Ryan, mate, we we want to be involved next year when we're back playing, and hopefully there the festival of footy goes on a weekend. We can get a game and we can line it up and be honorary uh, participants in that festival of football. Oh, absolutely, mate. Now, what, what I mean, what's something that well, I guess it was Kobrakashi later, but it wasn't on the podcast effectively, was our best jumper in the world. Like, I'm an absolute blast doing that, you know. The fact that you know, I love my jumpers and we start coming across these jumpers, I'm like, oh, fuck, look, like, Rifty. Like, it went from, there was no question about the jumpers until I started realising, fuck, there's some good-looking jumpers out here. I need to find out about them. Yeah. And, like, that, that was an absolute ripper time. The, the um interactions and the... Yeah, the messages we we copped about it. It, it was such good fun, and you know to see clubs get around it and you know, participate actively in it. And you know, Montreal Demons, a prime example, they may have finished second, but you know, they're the real winners out of that because they got everyone on board and voted for them. And you know, the awareness that have they've come to them clubs since then has been incredible. Yeah, mate, it's been awesome, and you know we sort of took a leaf out of the book of some of these organizations you know that were all sort of doing that you know they did the race to the g where they had all these different clubs doing that thing they had you know the digital footy challenge where they were playing had all these different challenges going on against each other and we thought well we love jumpers so let's make a competition out of it um because i tell you well we weren't going to run 200 k's in a week to try and race to the g that's for sure um, probably didn't run 20 k's in a year, mate. So, uh, <laughs> I'm I barely drove 200 k's this year. So, um, but mate, well, that, that, makes, was... that, that makes you a, a law abiding citizen, then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun with the best jump in the world, and we are coming up with some more more things along that line. And uh, we look forward to doing those again. And congrats again to the, to the winner of it who took it all out with was our number one pick the uh south dublin um and we've told we did come across some recent great jumpers as well that you know will hopefully make it in and we've just told clubs if you've got a skyline in your jumper make sure it stays in there yeah. you know don't go changing the design if you've got a skyline because we love a good skyline <laughs> if you've got a jumper that doesn't have a skyline in it but you've got a heart you, you got a skyline that doesn't resemble a car and blocks Put it in. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> just put it in. Just get a scoreline in there somehow. Um, man, we're we're gonna have to just get the Melbourne scoreline in ours or something. I don't know. Uh, we'll find a way, mate. We just should uh, just get the Edinburgh Reserve, just the skyline of the, the old change rooms and something. I don't know what you can do. I honestly don't. Maybe, maybe the strip of sh- the milk bar and the strip of shops in the corner. Yeah. Just the damn police throw the sandwich. Maybe the cemetery. I reckon that might uh, look a little bit deadly in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a cobra coming out of the grave. I'll tell you what, we've got, we've got 100 points written down on a sheet and you've still brought up stuff we hadn't written down about the um, race to the G and. Now, this type of stuff that, and to be perfectly honest, if it wasn't for this show, mate, I actually probably wouldn't have never known about it. Yeah, well, a lot of this stuff we wouldn't have known about or had any clue whatsoever. And it's just through this that we're now across it and we're, we're going to be able to follow along with all the stuff that these clubs and leagues do in the future. Um, you know, we've spoken to a different club. We haven't got across to PNG yet, but. You know, to see that a bloke from that's played in Papua New Guinea has now made it to a rookie list of Gold Coast Suns. That's, you know, something we've, we've in, you know, if this was a year ago, we'd say, oh, yeah, that's cool. But now that we know how much that would mean to to that league and those kids that play over in PNG would be, uh, that's awesome. And to, to all the island nations that are playing a lot of footy would, uh, you know, they'd be looking at that saying, well, we might have an AFL superstar running around here in the future. So, uh, but some of the lighter stuff we did. Oh. Mate. So yeah. one of the things we learned about was boat races, and I'd never even heard of what a boat race was. And the first time it came up, I was like, well, I was I, bit, "Yeah, I was a bit confused. What's, like, are what's they a boat going race? like are they race like are they jumping in a boat to go like a speedboat and it's like a rowboat or?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it wasn't until really who was it the. Um, the boat race Hawks? champion, her Hawks, Wimbledon Hawks, Wimbledon Hawks. That I was like, okay, now I'm getting the picture of what a boat race is. So, mate, we've heard all about boat races. If we were had to, had to put a boat race team together, who would be your your four picks for the relay team for the is it boat four race? Four or five? I thought it was five. It's only uh, four, five, is it? five. Is it five? I don't know. Five. Go, for, go, go, go five then. Go five. All right. Well, so you need something to start strong and finish strong. Now. Starting strong, I'm probably going to go Joshy Herf, I reckon, to start the game or start us off. He's just his enthusiasm, you know, the way he goes about it. You know, you need someone that will, you know, start off strong. Um, so I reckon, I reckon I'd have myself sitting second or third, you know, yeah. happy to just relax if I need to, but also if I need to go a bit, you know, put my stuff in a wood arm. Does it, have to, does it have to be a player or could it be someone that's still around the footy club quite a bit? Yeah, well, I think that's acceptable, isn't it? All right, well, I'm putting Russian at number two. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've seen that man scale beer and he does, doesn't do it often, but he does. It's a, he is just whatever. And then I reckon, oh, actually, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go Joshy number one. I'll go Russian two. I'll go Dinger three. Oh, yeah. I got myself number four, and I reckon Dicko five. Yeah, see, I don't know, mate. All right. Oh, we are getting old. He's getting old now, isn't he? A few years ago, we had the boys. We had a yes. I have just thought about that Japan team. Well, he, and they, he got they, embarrassed. They, they, yeah. So that was that was a shame to our club that day. Oh, maybe throw Dicko in the middle then. Nah, but it's all I, about having. I think. I think Dicko. I, I think 
Did he may be the captain. He may be a captain on the field, but on the boat race, I'm kicking him off the boat. Yeah, not even on the five. Nah. So we're going to sit with the four that I've got. Joshy, Russian, myself, Dinger. Yeah, we'll see. I'd back in the bear trap to bring us home. Yes. The, I was seeing the bear trap. I don't really remember. The only time I ever see him scour is like, Joshy, meet at the bottom and then there's nothing left in the stubby. <laughs> yeah, mate. But I reckon he's one that if you put him on the boat race team, you'll get the job done. So yeah. I'll, I'll make him the anchor to bring us home. Yeah, and you'd have to because he'd get stuck in. You know, he'd if he was to fail, it's on him. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to start enthusiasm. And let's be honest, if Joshy shits the bed, everyone shits the bed. Like it's not a. Yeah. You know. No, but that's a decent team, I reckon. Uh, and uh, we will have to organise it at least once next season, and we'll we'll make sure we get the an opposition lined up in in you know maybe Friday night under lights with uh, Springy Districts. Welcome them to the third <laughs> comp and uh, welcome to we'll the Cobra Cast the boat race. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how I, we I go. Still, I still say, mate, we, we we can get off the ground when they you know, try and get someone's. Oh, you can't be doing that. It's like, mate, it's an international flavor of the game. Yeah, you want to grow the game international? Let's bring something from across there to us. Well, there we go. Then we're good enough to do it for our our festival of football. There we, we go, boat race. There we go, yeah. boat race. All right. So one of our favorite sections of the of our interviews is getting to throw teammates under the bus. So what about yourself? I know you've been, you have been just waiting to throw some teammates (laughs) under the bus, mate. So, all right. I feel feel, feel it's the perfect time to apologize to Joshy Herford for all the slander we've given to him because uh, (laughs) I've listened back to a few episodes. I'm like, fuck, we give it to Joshy, but in a loving way. (laughs) Mate, we love our Jorge. That's, you know, he knows that. But all right, right okay. if you well, had to I, throw, I, we'll, we'll go well, one well, for right. one. We'll go yeah. one for one. All right. So who's the biggest joker at the club? Biggest joker at the club. You can, it's hard to go past the bear trap. Yeah, that's. So, so it's, it's the biggest joke is the bear trap. The, the biggest person people laugh at is Joshy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's. Yeah. It's taking one answer. I've just apologised. It's taking one answer. Get it stuck in him again. It's a, it's very different types of uh, laugh. Like you you laugh with the bear trap, you laugh at Jorge, and um, yeah. but he thinks you're laughing with him, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, uh, biggest party animal. Biggest party animal. All right. Oh, oh. It's gonna be hard to go. I... Yeah, we talk. I feel like we're going to we're going to talk about longevity. You know, someone that would just go, go, go. We're talking about somebody that would go hard, and and like you know, you know they're having a good time and going hard, and then the next day they may not be up to it. Yeah, see, I reckon our biggest, our most consistent party animal over the time we've been in the club and is Killer. It's hard yeah. to go past Killer. He's for a bloke his age, he puts most most men to shame with his uh, longevity and. Um, yeah, I think he's probably been the biggest party animal, yeah, in our time. So, there's, there's been many that have tried to keep up with him that have failed, yeah. So, that's what I'm like, you know, with long gym, you know, you know, that if you're going out for, for a night or a weekend, you know, Bo and Rush are always going to be fucking in front of that front of that ship, you know, staring at it. You know, they may not be on the dance floor tearing it up, but you know, you know, they you know, Bo's always going to be just knocking back his beers, just. 
Friday yeah. night, he's there. You still go on Sunday afternoon. You know him and Russia are still going to be there. Twelve before twelve. Why? Uh, twelve, yeah, twelve before twelve. Yep. Yeah, no. And that's the thing. Like I say, Bo is would be one of the biggest players at the clubs, but that's one of the very, very few times in the last so many years I can remember him being actually smashed, like yeah. physically. He normally holds it together pretty well. Yeah, he uh, mate, he, he put a good effort in that that weekend. Um, all right, so who's the bloke that uh, takes the game far too serious? Oh, uh, uh, Morris. Morris. Give me Morris. Morris. Training, games, Mozfit. Yeah. Mozfit, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, who, who, who wouldn't you want to share with a room with on footy trip? <laughs> Man, well, <laughs> I, I've said this before. We went on a footy trip. I thought I had a decent room. When the Bear Trap, who organised it, did a great job organising it all, started, you know, Sharing out who's in what room. I jeez, all right. I got, I got Ed Dog, I got Faddis, and I got Pip. Pip, quiet as a mouse, not going to hear boo out of him. That's fine. Yeah, you boys like to have a drink, but you can usually hold it together and know when to call it a night. Oh, I'm never. Oh, and no, I, I didn't have to call it a night. And so, Pip, I don't know what the hell happened to him, but I had to find, I found him asleep against a, a basin after he went missing. After we all walked back to our rooms, he somehow together, just, together. Now, yeah. I, want to, I want to point out, right? You know, I know you're not going to mention exactly what happened because you want to know exactly what happened. Go listen to our episode of Yank on the Footy. But I want to point out, I was fucking, I was the one that was most sober with you on the way back to the room. I was carrying shit. I'm like, okay, we've got Pip, we've got Fat. Okay, Fat's falling over. Let's get, I just want to put that, bring that up. And I was the most coherent on the way back to the room. Yeah, which <laughs> which was a surprise, to be honest. That I was still pretty <laughs> fucked up, but I was just I was coherent. Well, I was trying to be Hold on, hold on. You think you're coherent. I can't understand a word yeah. you're saying, but <laughs> to be fair, when at 3 a.m. or 3 3 in the morning, I'm uh, starting horses in a pool, I'm probably not very coherent. <laughs> no. All right, so that brings us to the best nickname. Best nickname. So the bear trap is hard to go past just for the name, but I and the story behind the name. Sorry, the story. Sorry, I meant. But I actually quite enjoy sticks and stones. Just how that name come about. Yeah, but then you got you got Joshy as well. Joshy has a good one. Paul has a good one. See, it? I like Rifty though. I quite like I quite like the backstory to yours. It was yeah, and the other fact that you're president just makes it even worse. Yeah, and it's I've embraced it. Um, but then, sorry, but then a, a nickname like Soda, yeah, son of son of um, Daddy um, Arch. Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good nickname. Like it's yeah, it's that that's one of those ones that um, it's a thinker because it's yeah. not you know you got to know the story you know. But yeah, we've mate, we've spoke about it many times that one of our favorite things is giving nicknames and getting nicknames and you know the nicknames that are around the club and we've got some great ones and. Sticks and stones, pretty random. There's no real reason why they are sticks and stones, but well, it, was because, it works. And they've, it was they've because um, Michael was tall, so he's so sticks, and then it's like, oh, stones. But in the Russian, like the Russian, the fantastic nickname for a block that is not Russian. <laughs> yeah, not Russian whatsoever. Um, it's the only nationality he doesn't claim to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got, you know. You got fattest. I don't know even you know, rain, a rainbow. Like, where, where the fuck does that come from? <laughs> yeah, Rains is one of the ones that I keep forgetting what his actual last name is because it's not you know 
related to his name at all. I don't know. I don't even know where that came from. Where, where... No, I, I certainly when I was at the club, it was Reigns, and that was it. Same as Fattis. Like I don't know. Killer. Did he had Killer? Yeah. I didn't know his name for about Killer's, three years. Yeah, I don't know. Like Fattis, so like fat tits back in the day. So it was fat tits. So I don't 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 know. Fattis, so he... Yeah, he was a big guy back in the day. He lost yeah. a lot of weight. Um, but yeah, there's this nickname galore. But and I think that the other clubs, some clubs around the world, don't not don't have them, but. The people that are running the club and you know the Aussies there know that they need to, you know, yeah, yeah to do it. It's it's a real Aussie thing to just you know because we take the piss out of each other yeah. with everything. And some places in the world, you know, probably in the US more so than anywhere, they don't really have that kind of sense we, of humor. We literally have blokes at training going, "I hey, watch this. I rob Benny up. Shit, kick Benny, and he's straight, you know." They know how to push other. Yeah, they know how to push other buttons. But you mentioned, you know, well, uh, shit. It w- you mentioned Benny, and we didn't even mention Cream Pie. How? Oh yeah, and that was just an innocent first first footy trip. Being okay, well, you know, you can pick my nickname for me for the trip. Something just as simple as that. It was, the, and, and and he'll live to regret that day yeah. for the rest of his life. So. As you should, by with two first two first names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's another one, you know. When I, when I first met him, I thought his name was Ben. Yeah. Right, I don't know, it's Matt. Okay. That's, that's even weirder. But um, you mentioned America, you know, they don't take the piss out of each other. One of the one of the most challenging parts of this whole podcast when we first started, when I got to French Club, I was like, all right, language barrier here is going to be a prick. It wasn't bad. Yeah. We then come to learn the biggest language barrier we had was with another English-speaking country in, in the uh, the people from America. It, it blew me away. <laughs> yeah, they, do, they just don't quite understand our lingo, um, as we like to call it. <laughs> I remember the Denver episode. I was just, we, just lucky in Australia, you know, I, you, must, you, you myself would say something that's, to us, just everyday speak, and yeah, uh, and the Australian would be like, no, no, this is what they meant. And it's like, oh, okay, this is going to be... If this is what we're in for for the next handful of episodes, this could be, could be yeah. difficult. Yeah, it was lucky a lot of the places did have Aussies over there that are, are involved. But yeah, some but of the I, places I, don't I, quite get us. I did love the wine, you know, Bayonne, oh, Bayonne, 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 Bayonne. Yeah, we pronounce it. Um, Eoko, um, Kangaroos to Strasbourg. You know, the clubs that we spoke to, na- like natives and they had the thick native accent, but still English. I love them ones, you know. Remember, there's a couple like, hey, this has been a bit difficult, but mate, they were fantastic. The fact that you sit and go, listen, this one, we're actually speaking to somebody from another country, and it's from another country. Because there's been a few, few, I reckon, people were like, mate, you just speak to some random bloke in Australia acting like they play in the bloody footy in Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's been great. And like, I think we almost got disappointed sometimes when we were speaking to a country and an Aussie got on because we're like, oh, I really wanted to hear that accent, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's like the, um, who was it? The, oh, Tyne Tees Tigers. That was a, that threw us away. It was an English team playing in a Scottish league, but we're speaking to a bloke from Ireland. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was, oh, uh, but, mate, that's actually another thing I've learned through this podcast. Gaelic footy is a bloody massive sport around the world. Yeah. Mate, like it's, everyone it's, we speak to, we've got a Gaelic footy club, so we go, it's like, how? Yeah, yeah, it's it's surprising knowing that it's so, you know, it's getting around the world everywhere, uh, many places that it's not 
as big in uh, mm. Australia as it is being uh, the similarities it has to football. We have have a big connection to Ireland. Um, well, we did have an interview lined up with a club from um, a local Melbourne Gaelic club. And unfortunately, that when we're organising that, that coincided with the birth of my daughter. So it sort of got lost behind. But you know, with the revamp, the Cobra cast coming back in the new year, mate, might be a, you know, I'll try and line them up again and get them on and yeah, organise mate, a bit of a, a hybrid game of footy between us. Yeah, well, there's uh, Keysborough has a, a Gaelic park there where they play Gaelic footy and they have they do have a big tournament and stuff there most years. Um, so we're not that far away from a Gaelic yeah. thing, but it's, it's surprising it's not sort of a bit more widespread around Victoria. But, mate, we've waffled on for a bit now. Now, I'm not finished yet, mate. Before we get on to the next point, mate, I want to know what has been one of your funniest moments that you can – a couple of funny moments that we've had through the show. Now, whether it's, not, it's been a story – um, it's been something that's happened you know, off you know, pre or post recordings or... Just... That's a problem because sometimes we've spoken with people that for a good hour or so off camera and so I'm not too sure if it's things we can share or not. Well, I can uh, tell you, I've listened back to them all, mate, so you can edit it out. But one of the things early on, like with the when you're talking about language barriers and stuff and we're speaking to a French club and he was telling us a story and he said, oh, I got broke his arm. And he's like, oh, shit. And the way he said, oh, shit, it was like an was, Aussie accent. Yeah, it was <laughs> stayed, uh, stayed to loose on because the whole way through, yeah. he was had his thick, his French accent, but he'd lived in and played, played footy near, near the cover pit, actually. Yep. And the one word that he said that said in English was shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he, but yeah, mate, there's, and some of the clubs we've, we've had, uh, you know, the the boat race one with uh, Wimbledon Hawks, where we got to see the video of him butchering the boat race. That was a cracker. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually amazed you're not mentioning something from uh, early, early, early days that you found quite humorous. And to be fair to you, it was pretty fucking funny. Oh. When we're speaking to uh, who is now... Who was referred to as Obama, but is now referred to as Trump at the club. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So, previous president of of Sandown, Phil Dixon, was uh, kind enough to join us for it, an interview. It was our first night ever recording. We'd done, I think we did. We do. We recorded three. Did we do more that night? No. Yeah, no we, we, I think we must have done mine. Yours, no, we did, Bear Traps, we, Russian. We the, did we do the Russian? No, I thought we'd done the Russian the next night. But it could be. Oh, I don't but know. I remember We've the, done I a couple. You... I remember the Bear Trap. We had we spoke to like an hour. We were like, okay, we're going to record. He's like, we're going to do what now? Yeah. <laughs> and by the time we got the field, it had been a good four hours, five hours. And um, this was back when COVID had just hit. I was like, you know, you cannot leave your house. So I was like, you know what? We're recording for the first time. This is back when I set up the bar with the iPad. I remember sitting in the bar going, no, I'm going to feel like I'm at the pub. And I decided to uh, knock back a couple of drinks. Couple. Yeah. Couple. And you're, you struggle with some of the bigger words at the best of times. So, <laughs> so after a few beers, when you've gone to ask a question about Phil's superstitions, it came out as, what are your suspicions? 
<laughs> and the funniest part was that Phil just went, oh, my suspicions. Um, <laughs> he didn't, didn't bend eyelid. <laughs> he went to, what is he suspicious of? Oh, I reckon COVID's bloody 5G towers. <laughs> he didn't bend the eyelid. It wasn't like a, excuse me, dog, what was that? But like, mate, that... Yeah, that that shit was funny. Like back then, you know, when we first started, you had the uh, what the body, the tarp behind you. It was I was at the oh no, you didn't, you didn't have the tarp. You had the um the virtual oh, the, background, the virtual that you background, disappearing yeah. into. And I said it on, I think it was there the might have been a yank on the footy podcast well on, and I said, you know, remember sitting there, well, just on Zoom beers, and you rocked it, and there's a microphone in front of you, and I've just gone fucking all right. Well, there we go. <laughs> there oh, it yeah. is. Throwback. <laughs> And you walked him the microphone in front of you, and I've just fucking up. I'm going to look bloody ridiculous these first couple, and then all of a sudden it was um okay. We're going to do was it? I think we. I think after you got your microphone, and I think we'd organised West Lothian. You know, I'm like, all right, well, best I uh best we pick our game up now, mate. You go get yourself a, a banner. I'll uh, get the microphone, and next thing you know, we're yeah, you know, as you like to say, faking it till we make it, and I think we still are, but we're looking better than we did when we first started. Yeah, mate, it's it's been a fun fun uh, hundred episodes, and uh mate, it's it's we've learned a lot. We've I've forgot probably more than I've learned, but it's been good oh. times. And if mate, if I ever need to remember something, I can just go back and listen to it or watch it on Facebook, or I can go check it out, you know, Spotify, oh, iTunes, iTunes, whatever. Which at the end of the and before we finish up the episode, we will uh just quickly touch on what's going to happen next year, mate. But I reckon uh, it's time to move into our first guest. Yeah, mate, we've the taken up enough time, so you'll see us a few times. You'll hear us a few more times throughout the episode. But mate, I think he's going to be pissed off with us now that we've taken so long to get to him. But well, he, he shouldn't have taken so long to get to us earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we were on a time. We could we he could have been on for a good hour, but we had a tight time frame to work with. But um. Yeah, and he's caused me a lot of headaches the last couple of days. So, oh yeah, he's, he's definitely. But mate, he, he likes to see the world burn. That's he, he, he does. But mate, normally, I normally do these episodes, and we like to thank our sponsors and um one, yeah, one sponsored episode. We, I figured, mate, hundred episodes. Each segment's got their own sponsor, mate. So this 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 segment is brought to you by our friends that are starting from scratch, Waverley Park Physiotherapy and New Life Psychology. You know, fantastic sponsors. And the bear trap, you know, well, yeah, you can't let him hog all the highlights. So, uh, you know, enjoy this bear part of this, ep- yeah, this part of the episode of the bear trap brought to you by McCormick Construction and ID Science. Yeah, awesome. Enjoy this part, and we'll see you soon. With after after the star of the show, bear trap gets his. We'll be back with Matt Gale and Jake Norris. So, enjoy this part. We'll be back soon. So it wouldn't be the 100th episode extravaganza without getting on 
the very first guest of the Cobra cast, the one and only Sandown Sweetheart, the Bear Trap, Matt Jolly. Thanks for joining us, mate. Pleasure is all yours. Yes, as always, <laughs> mate, as always. Um, before we get into the other stuff, I'd just, just like to just share something with you, just in case you forgot what it looks like. Just the... Uh, looks good there with the... Uh, Repeat. Um, we should have made another one so it was a little more to scale because <laughs> shouldn't walk around with a trophy taller than you. Yeah, <laughs> mate, it's it's getting pretty full up with my name though. So um, keep working hard, and you might be able to take it off. Oh, me it's next close, time. mate. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll get you next time. At least this time, the uh, the person who finished second didn't cut the shits halfway through the game and just sulked the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was glad to. It was a contest all the way to the end and. And uh, mate, it took me to the last quarter tax. Mate, I bet. Him, so. Yeah, well, I beat you twice that day, so yeah, you yeah. got you got me on the third round. To be yeah. fair, the bloke that uh, cracked the shits last time currently has a pretty big history of sulking it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> um, but mate, thanks heaps for joining us. We're, I know you're a big fan of the show. You listen to all the episodes while you've been stuck at home, um, you know, at work. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I know you listen to all of them. I just kind of feel like I kicked you guys off. You probably wouldn't be where <laughs> you are now if you didn't have me so early on. So what, what was that, 97 episodes ago? So congratulations, yeah. guys, on your 100th. Well done. Thanks, mate. Well done. Appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Appreciate it. It's uh, been a lot of hard work, but we got there. Definitely. Oh, quick question for you is... Um, you're going to get to 150 before Ed Dog gets to his 150 <laughs> games. Or... <laughs> is, that... Uh, is, that, is that the goal here, fellas? No, I think. I reckon we could. Could do it easily. <laughs> yeah, at this uh, rate. Well, I reckon that's a challenge, actually, to pump <laughs> yeah. out 50 more, 50 more episodes so that mm. we can line up your 150th with our 150th episode. And it also coincides with your 200th as well, mate. So that works. We'll see how we go. But yeah, no, fuck you, Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trump, uh, by the way. <clears throat> all right. Now or Grippo. <laughs> you you Rocket did, Joel brought up. You did prepare a gift for us that I did. I think I will hold off with those. Um <laughs> oh, come on, mate. It's, a it's been killing me. I need to know I what's spent... in the box. <laughs> what's in the box? <laughs> I spent uh, I spent a lot of time wrapping those two boys <laughs> and uh, had them delivered. Uh, so I'm I'm sure you'll enjoy what's inside uh, once we get to it. But I, I figure I'll let you guys go first. Go with what? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, this is your hundredth extravaganza. You've got me headlining and you got nothing bland. <laughs> nah, nah. All right, mate. Well, as Rifty said, you do listen to all the episodes. What's been one yeah. of your favorite moments that we've, you know, what, what we've spoken about with other clubs? Anything that you've learned that you didn't know about before we, you know, you started listening to the Cobra cast? Um, or just like, I guess probably how big AFL is, um, across the globe. Like, I had no idea that there was so many so many clubs in so many countries, the fact that they've got full leagues playing with like an actual competitions, absolutely amazing. And probably just, I guess like, I guess it's like the same for us, for our club. Like it's very social, like, you know, people traveling abroad, you know, it's something they're familiar with. They'll go and play, play footy and meet other people, like-minded people and just build that community. 
um, within it. And, and I think that's, that's exactly what I've always loved about football. And I think that really shines in, um, all the guests that you've, you've had, they've always, you know, spoken pretty much that same message. Yeah. It's definitely been a very common theme throughout all the episodes. And I think, um, you know, as we've both played American football and, you know, we've spoke to a lot of American clubs and when it's come up, guys have said, Oh, which sport do you like playing more? And, you know, as a sport, I really enjoyed my time playing American football, but I think as a whole, what Aussie rules and the social side and everything we have around the club is, is something that's it's second to none. And, and what all the Americans that have got involved with footy have found that uh, the, the Aussie spirit comes across with all the people starting those clubs and those, the social life and everything yeah. they get along with it is, is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you also, you've, you've been stuck working at home, mate. Eh? And you see, it's been a long, Along what it's going on about 10, yeah, oh, about nine, yeah. 10, nine months. Eight so, nine months. yeah, you finally you finally got out and got to go have a kick, mate. Well, so, what, what was it like getting back out on the Edinburgh deck and, and having a bit of a run around and a kick? It was good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I probably forgot how rusty that you boys were when you were like kicking to me a couple of those drills, like really had to get to the stride to get to some of those balls. So um, mate, um, obviously I didn't kick to you then because <laughs> I, I was lacing them out all day. I don't know what you're talking about. And, yeah, obviously, and the obviously you you'll be on. Was your, was your bloody boots, mate? Cause I'll tell you what, it wasn't the football. <laughs> nah, you yeah. must've been getting all on the end of all Jorge's kicks then. <laughs> maybe, maybe good old Jorge. Yeah. Obviously, when we started the podcast, it was just we're going to talk to our own players, and this traveling mm. around the world was never an op, never a thing, and then it become one. Now, one of the questions you know, we find out about players, we want to find personal things about you. Must yourself and I were out uh, a few weeks ago having a beer together mm. at a Russian's house, and Russian turned around and said to me, "Mate, you'll never guess what Joey's favorite band is." And I've turned around, going, "Offspring," and yeah. he's giving he's, he's giving me the weirdest look in the world. I'm like, "Mate." Listen to the Cobra cast. Everyone That's knows right. Joey's. Like, don't sit there and be like, no one knows what your favorite band is. Everyone does. You have to listen to the Cobra cast. Yeah. So, you know, you, this is how you learn things. Exactly. This I remember you, you and me looking things. at each other like, yeah, fuck you, Russian, mate. Yeah. Pull your finger out, Russian. I don't yeah. know what you're watching, mate. Like, obviously, no good TV. Unlike me, I'm a big fan of great TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you've, you've been. Uh... Told that you have questionable tastes in TV at the best of times, but it's good that you've you've got at least something educational to tide you over and to help you learn about all these clubs around the world. I only watch it for Ed Dog. Oh, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what I was going to say now. I actually had something lined up. You've thrown me off. <laughs> sorry, oh, actually, no, sorry. He's blushing too. Jim. No, I am actually. I'm going to bring up something that me and Rifty mm. spoke about. And sure. I think it was early days you said to us, you know, you guys are doing a really good job. You know, it's fantastic mm. what you're doing. And Hmm. Rifty actually sort of left it wherever we were. I think we were actually at the footy club and me and Rifty got in the chat. We we're actually like, hey, it's a lot of the time Bear Trap can be sitting there and just taking the piss and had a bit of a laugh. But you know, when you're, you're sincere, we're like, that was yeah, actually, yeah. we both said, you know, it was pretty cool that somebody within our footy club actually was being sincere and saying, you know, what we're doing was a good thing. So we do have to thank you for uh, the kind words back then, mate, even though. No, no, mate, you guys have done an absolutely fantastic job. Like, and I don't think it's just like, it probably goes, um, without noticing either, but like, I mean, you, you've probably connected a lot of clubs 
internationally with each other as well. Like, you know, there'll be clubs that will be watching what you guys are doing and they may follow a couple of episodes and see what a couple of other clubs are doing in other countries, you know, and I think you've, you've really started to, not saying that you've connected them, but you've certainly been, um, been a help in that for sure. Like, yeah. So, you know, hats off to you boys. Cause I've never seen the AFL do anything like that. Yeah, no, we, we appreciate the kind words mm. and it's been one of those things. It's just uh, organic benefits of doing something like this. It's, mm. you know, from the very start, it was never, we had no intentions of where this would go and it's been great to see that uh, it's taken off. But mate, one of the things we do have planned for next year is, you know, we're going to start doing more of our own games because hopefully, fingers crossed, we are back playing and, and we want you to be an integral part of that. We've, mm. we've, Bear Traps Canteen Reviews. Yeah, and showers. I know it's... I know you're very passionate about the canteens and and uh-huh. the, it's safe to say there's going to be a lot more worse showers than there are good ones. But when it comes to canteens, yeah, just give us a quick insight into what's been the best canteen experience so far. What's the one you're really looking forward to getting back to and giving a, a proper review to? Look, South Yarra doesn't do a bad canteen but Carrison Patterson Lakes um we've got that barbecue set up and I'll tell you what some of the best bloody burgers you'll ever get right there um I live just down the road from Ziggy's and um <laughs> Karen Patterson Lakes I'd probably make that drive out for their burger especially after a footy game because you get a bit hungry so hats off to those boys yeah, well you that's the thing you might have to make the drive out because we don't currently play against Karen yeah. Patterson Lakes I, I was, anymore. I, I, I was about to say, once, you know, around the league gets out that the Cobra Cast and Live on Monday Night's got a bear trap doing can interviews, clubs will be feeling their, you know, getting shit kickers in the field of thirds team just so we have to go down there so the bear traps well, can rate their canteen. And I'll Mate, tell you I'm what, Karen Patterson Lakes have just had a, a re, refurb mm. on their rooms. They've got a brand new room. So, mate, if... If they'll produce in that quality burgers with just a little barbecue outside, imagine what their whole canine's going to be. But that like could be concerning though, insane. because the old barbecue, mate, that's got the old the taste. It's like a fish and chip shop. Well, you want yeah. that old oil? <laughs> I think that's what does it for them. But you know what? I plan on being the Gordon Ramsay of uh, local footy club canines. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, bit of a what is it? Uh, what's the show he's on where he? Abuses everyone. Nightmares. Kitchen nightmares. Just the canteen or, nightmares with bad. Or Hell's Kitchen. I don't Hell's know. I don't Kitchen. really watch I'm, that. I'm, I'm thinking I don't really Kitchen. watch reality TV that much. But <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the other things, besides obviously being the uh, uh-huh. a, a, a big guest on the live show, we're going to start doing sure. something that myself and Rifty spoken about uh, during COVID. It never got off the ground, but we're going to bring it back in the preseason. We want you to be the very, very first guest on the Cobra Cast's very own game show. I like that. We have our very. We're going to have our What's very. What's going to happen game on that show? game show? Ask questions. What does that entail? Ask yeah, questions, ask questions, getting answers. So it's okay. It's, it's, it's like um, instead of millionaires' hot seat, it's like yeah, the two, yeah. two dollar hot seat. I like this. No, like the five. This. No, the five dollar hot seat. Oh, five dollar what. hot seat. Oh, we've gone up. Jeez. Where, where, where segue, we get this budget, actually, boys? It's not a bad segue. I'll tell you what. I sent you guys some gifts. Oh, fuck it. It's concerning that's a segue. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it is a bit of a segue for you fellas. Yeah, well, I can see you both got your gifts there. So, you know, bring them up to camera. Um, 
I had something a little bit planned for you, for you two boys. So if you want to Merry Christmas, if you'd like to uh, unwrap those for us now, I've got a little game for us to play for your hundredth episode. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh yes. <laughs> now I get why you wanted to wait. Oh, oh yes. I hope you boys are hungry because oh, I've just. I thought this would be a good opportunity to, I guess, maybe turn those tables because uh, you've been asking some hard-hitting questions. And I thought, hmm, I might do the same. But if you get them wrong or if you choose not to answer them, there's going to be some kind of punishment. So do you want to just pull up to the camera what, uh, what I've actually sent you and explain what you've received? All right. So it's uh, Bean Boozled, which is uh, – all right. It's it's jelly bellies, but they've got some uh, questionable flavors. And I'll what, run you through. What are they? Yeah. Uh, we we got so there's there's you know two of each color sort of thing. One's a nice one. One's not so good. So yeah, it's either stink bug or toasted marshmallow. It's either rotten egg or buttered popcorn. Mm. It's either bath or peach. It's either booger mm. or juicy pear. Mm. It's either stinky socks or tutti frutti. Mm-hmm. Dead fish or strawberry <laughs> banana smoothie. Beautiful. Spoiled milk or coconut. Yeah. Canned dog food or chocolate pudding. Ooh. Who the fuck makes this shit? <laughs> licorice licorice sounds... or skunk spray, which I don't mm. know which one's worse. Sounds delicious. Uh, dirty dishwater or birthday cake. Mm, mm, mm. Do you boys want to open those up? Because uh, I've got some questions to ask you boys. Right. And uh, there'll be two rounds. Right. First one's going to be a buzz-in round. And uh, I'm going to need some, we're going to need some buzzers. Uh, right. So, Ed Dog. Yup. Since we play for Sandown Football Club. Yep. Our mascot is a cobra. So your buzzer will be the sound of a cobra. Could you just <laughs> give us a demonstration? <laughs> nice. And um, Rifty. Yeah. Since we're in Sandown, probably Sandown's most famous thing is our racetrack. So can you make the sound of a V8 car? Because uh, that will be your buzzer. Vroom. Vroom. <laughs> what are you driving a buddy Mazda? Mm. Come on, mate. All right. So um, have you opened up your jelly beans? Yeah, it's ready to go. I've got the spinner ready. Oh, don't worry about the spinner. I want you to pick out a few of those colors for me. So let's start off with. Oh, actually, you know what? Just give it a quick spin for me, will you, Rifty? What do you got? Uh, buttered popcorn or rotted rotten egg. Beautiful. So if you can just pick all the colors out for the rotten egg and buttered popcorn, because you can't really tell which one's which. Yeah, I've got, right. I've got two. Did you pull them all out? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Ricky, have you got yours? Yeah, mate. Excellent. And if you can just like, I guess, divide them so that you've got some ready. So when I start asking questions that you can just yeah, quickly go into them. Yep. I've got, I've got, four <clears> got them sorted? Could be Perfect. Either. Excellent. Because you're going to eat both of them. And I'm sure... Uh, I've got my bath bag ready. I did popcorn and dirty dishwater. It's probably not a great mix anyway. So this is going to be a buzz in this first round. So um, 
this is more about how much you know about Sandown. All right. So the first question that I'm going to ask you boys is what year was Sandown first established? From- I'm going to go to Rifty for that one. 1962. That is correct. Uh, Eto, can you please eat your jelly beans, please? So what am I eating? Just what am I spin on? That. Did you get your rotten egg and dishwater ready? Oh, oh. rotten egg and. Sorry, mate, I was trying to organise that other shit. Yeah, Which yeah. That one. That's. I just go with whatever. They're all. Yeah. Disgusting. Just pull two out, mate. Just pull two right, out. Pull out a green one. All right, green one and a yellow. Yeah, all right. All right, stick them in. Let us know how you go. Did you get a good one? That's good. Uh-huh. I'm worried about the shit ones. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some booger. Yeah, I reckon that's booger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that was a white one. Oh, well, it can't be too bad. He hasn't spat it out. Yeah. At or least ham it up food? a little bit, fellas. Jeez. <laughs> All right. All right. Ready for your next question? Yep. Who's held the president title for the longest? Broom. Yep. Lou Rifty. Lou Short. Yep, correct. Oh. Ed Dog. I thought it was Rowney. You're going to have to go one at a time. He was second. I, I, I thought he was going to go Lou Short. Mm. Okay, he's going to get this wrong. Mm. All right, so I've got fucking this disgusting looking thing. Yep. And a, and Ch- a brown one. So. Maybe you should go one at a time. At yes. All right. Just one at a time. Yeah, good no. one. Nope. Uh. Oh. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All right. The next one will either be. Oh, fuck. That's disgusting. Chocolate pudding or fucking canned dog food. Mm-hmm. Oh, all no. right. All right. Just hold off on that one. We've got all another right. question. All right. And um, do you know what? I'm just going to direct this one at, at Doug. Yep. Whether he gets it right or wrong. All right. Who's won the most senior BNFs for Sandown Football Club? Oh, fuck. It's either. Is it Aussie? It's either. <clears throat> oh. There's somebody before our time. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it is. I feel like going through it, it was. Oh, come on. Tick, tick, tick. Have we got, got a decade? Come on, mate. Tick, 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 for some reason, my mind's hey, going to boycott all right, all right. It's Since we've been playing. Since we've been playing. So, it might oh. be Aussie. Yep. Yeah, I said Aussie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Rifty, enjoy your jelly bean, my man. Oh, jeez. All right. Okay. Pick one out. What do you got? Whatever this is. Birthday cake or dirty oh. dish water? Go on. That's really hard to taste. Which one did you get? Birthday cake. Oh, he's lucky. Uh, who's held the title of senior coach the longest? Rifty. Room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rifty. Go. <laughs> um, McGrossborough. Correct. I've got a black one. It's either licorice or skunk. Chuck it in, mate. Just chuck it in. We've got a couple of questions, mate. We need to push through. Either way, that one's shit for me, skunk. Uh, licorice. I reckon that was the... 
Ragnarok's a scum because it tastes better than licorice. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all right. I'm going to throw one out there. According to um, the Southern Football League's website, who's kicked more goals, me or Rifty? Broom. Okay. Rifty. Incorrect. Oh, Rifty, you've kicked 10, 10 goals and uh, I've kicked 34. So, 34? Yeah, that's do you right, not, 34. Do you not know Joey? What <laughs> Joey's going to have a question that puts him yeah. second to somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. How True. obvious. Uh, so, Rifty, pull your jelly bean, mate. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? Strawberry banana smoothie or dead fish? Mm. Oh, yum. <laughs> Add that fish. <laughs> oh, that's that fish. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. We're going to round two. Now, this one's a little bit different. This isn't a, um, a round where whoever gets in first. This is more around whether you choose to answer it or not. Okay. So, um, I don't like the sound of that. Nah. <laughs> yeah. No, look, hey, I'm going to ask a question. You don't have to answer. If you want to answer it, answer it. If you don't, then you got to eat your jelly beans. Yeah. So, I'll start off with an easy one. So, out of you two, who's Batman and who's Robin? Oh, I would, ba- I would say, I'd say Rifty's Batman, obviously, because he's the president. Oof. Yeah, Batman. Oh, that was an easy one, right? So, see, we're just warming up. You boys don't need to eat anything. Okay. Well, a few children have joined the Cobra family now. So over the last couple of years, there's been a few babies born. Uh, Whose child has uh, inherited the worst genes? Who's the ugliest baby? (laughs) Or toddler? Oh, that's... (laughs) were you not answering the question or did you just get hungry and just thought, <laughs> i was not answering the question <laughs> yeah i got enough some did a dead fish or fucking strawberry bananas nah i can't okay. answer oh not gonna answer Fair enough. Kelly knows right, the next, answer to that question. <laughs> next question. Uh, who is the most overpaid contracted player for our team? Oh, most overpaid. Who's there. not worth their money? Who Fucking was everybody? who was never yeah. worth the money? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there would have been a few that were getting paid back when uh, we're at the uh, height of our powers that definitely weren't worth it. Um, who's the most overpaid? I don't know who was even paid. Yeah. And oh, who, how much, and how, it depends on how much they were paid as well. Well, you boys are on the committee. You wouldn't know. No, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Anybody that's been paid in the mate, last Mate, if you're not going to answer the question, then you're no, going to eat jelly bean, know. mate. I would say anybody that was paid in the last two seasons <laughs> is overpaid. Yep. yep. Everyone that was paid <laughs> last. Everyone that was paid last season is overpaid. All yeah. right. Way to ruin the Taters. Taters. Yep. Oh, yeah. Taters. <laughs> Dicko. <laughs> Woodsy. Taters. Dicko. CT. Yep. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Anyone else? Tails. All right. Well, boys, as you know, good helps hard to find. Yes. Who on the committee do you wish didn't put up their hand? Morris. Morris. Tell you what, you guys are a little bit harsher than I thought you'd be. (laughs) 
How do you pass 99 shows? Which international guest was the most annoying and you never want back? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think we both know. I'll eat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> What'd you get? You can't just keep spitting them out, mate. You gotta eat them. That's stinky fish again. <laughs> <laughs> you got two. Oh, I thought, I, I thought I'd be safe. I'd get Hey, Rifty. Are we just, are we both the green shit share screen? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, All right. This is more of a cha- This is more of a challenge than a um than a question. Uh-huh. It's up to you. Either you can share or you can eat. What's your last five Google searches? Last. Oh, five. I can tell you. Yeah. Pull your phone uh, out. Pull I your phone out. Oh, actually, people want to know. People want to know. Nah, this is easy. This is not. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't mind. My last five Google searches were probably Sweden flag, Denmark flag, Finland flag, yeah, yeah. English flag, and American flag. Oh, okay. Yep. Why? Because making the uh, the thumbnail of the hundredth episode, mate. Okay. And what was your last five searches in private, incognito mode, mate? I don't use private. I, thought... <laughs> I don't Google search. I, I type in addresses. Actually, that's a lot. Actually, four of them are flags, and another one's another. Yeah. Private, private what's, your, what's your last five searches on XNXX? what <laughs> <laughs> I should be asking. Big ass. Uh. <laughs> um, I'll just go with the latest, whatever the, you know, most downloaded or recently added or whatever, you know. <laughs> most clicked. Most clicked, yeah. Fair enough. All right, another hard-hitting question, boys. Uh, which current Sandown player is least likely to receive an invite onto the Cobracast. Oh, current player. Mm-hmm. Who are you not inviting? Um, That's a good question. Why? Now, I was trying to be really diplomatic and trying to think of like a, a reason behind somebody, but I actually can't. All right. I can't think of who. I don't think there's anybody I wouldn't invite. Okay. Um, I probably just wouldn't go out of my way to invite Squeak just because like doesn't <laughs> talk that much. So. Whoa. No, I like doesn't. Squeak. He's an institution. Mate, he's a great bloke. I love the guy, but he's probably not the, you know, the one that's going to chat Squeak's up a storm. Gonna, oh, Squeak's going to get that? to 150 games before Ed Dog is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't invite him. No, I would have him on. All right. But. I, want you to, I want you to pick out... Five jelly beans for this last question. Yep. Jeez. Pick five, five out. Five different ones? Five different colours. Oh, colours. Uh, How many you got left? Shitloads. Heaps. Oh, well, grab a handful, boys. But, uh, <laughs> Just grab a handful. Yeah. I'm ready. All right, you ready? All right, last question. Out of all the sand down wags, other than your own partner, <laughs> who were you spending the night with? In indecent exposure style, indecent proposal style. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, we put them all in our mouth. Is that the? Is that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the plan. I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> oh, 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 that was some baby dirty nappy or some shit. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, that was fun. 
Well, I hope you like the, <laughs> the round. <laughs> Just remember how uncomfortable you made so many other people when you were asking the hard-hitting <laughs> questions. Right, we plan on doing the uh, our own under the bus anyway this episode. So, oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't recorded it yet, no so someone's uh, someone's getting a yeah, not going to look after nicely. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, uh, thanks heaps for that, Jolly. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. There's some tastes I never wish to taste again. I'm a bit concerned now. He knows a fair bit about that club. He's going to probably dominate this uh, game, this tribute game show. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, he's done his research, that's for mm. sure. Um, mm. mate, he's come prepared. He came more prepared than we did, which mm. it's only happened a handful of times. Absolutely. Um, mate, uh, we- thanks, Eves, for joining us. The Bear Trap, the one and only, Sandown Sweetheart, Rock of Joel Brolter. Oh, fuck um, me. Grippo. Grippo. Uh... What else is there? No, oh, fucking there's everything, isn't there? I don't know. Captain there'll be, Cobra. There'll be a new one next year. It's good about Captain Cobra. He's probably been getting called Daddy a lot lately. So. <laughs> 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 All right. On that note, let's wrap this one up, mate. We've got to get to the other boys. Oh, but, mate. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Jolly. We uh, we appreciate you from the start all the way to the 100th episode. And I'll tell you what, mate, I'm excited to the uh, when we get to the live shows and the Bear Traps Can-In reviews. Absolutely. Thanks, boys. Thanks, mate. Enjoy. Take care. Cheers, mate. All right. So thanks again for the bear trap. Matt Jolly, the rock of Gibraltar, the bloody... Grippo. Grippo, daddy, whatever. Um, Thanks again. I don't think the issue was, mate. They weren't that bad. Mate, this was some of the worst shit I've ever tasted in my life. I I must uh... must have got all the bad ones. I didn't get any good ones whatsoever. I got dead oh, fish. Well, I got rotten eggs. I got bloody stink bug. I got bath. That's all in it. All right, Mark. So we could we did have. To, I think Joey had a few more questions for us, and got rushed through. But let's let's give Joey a bit of credit. Let's spin it, mate. Spin it twice, and we'll pick the colours, right? So, okay. First one for me is a is the the plain white one. It's either going to be coconut or spilt milk. Here we go. We reckon this one is risky. Boiled milk. Yeah, right. uh, coconut. Jeez, see, I, I needed to smoke a pack a day for years so that I <laughs> I, I can't taste this shit. I, I, I said to um when we break after Jolly, I went and said to Cal, Cal obviously knew what we had because she wrapped them for us after the roof. I said to Cal, I think my years of smoking has killed my taste buds because they tasted fine. So that one just tastes like a pina colada. Yeah, well, that's coconut then. All right, I'll give it a go. All right. I got the same one, so I'll please be coconut. <laughs> yeah, coconut. All right. I'm safe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go again just for uh, all right, the tutti fruity or stinky socks. All right. Oh, let's go. Set. Tutti yeah, tutti fruity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, right. got a good one. One more. Fucking had that one. All right, we're going peach or bath. Oh, shit. 
That was my that sick bag. So I'll go get which one it is. Oh, it's that one. Is that the brownier one? Yeah, it's sort of orange with little red specks. Yeah. Uh, oh, that one. It makes you wonder who the hell makes these things. Jelly Belly. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's Bob. Oh. Oh. Yep. It turns out a decade yep. worth of smoking does not kill all taste buds. <laughs> no. Yeah, that one's... I got one of those yeah. earlier. That's not That's not good stuff. To be um, fair, could have been peach. I'm a big fan of peach. I'm just going to wash it down with a, a nice drink from our sponsors down at Ooze on Plaza. Oh, jeez. Right, that... Yeah, thanks for that game, uh, Bear Trap. Mate, I'll tell you what, he did his research, got the questions. He did. It was and the bloody question like, cards and all. Oh, it, it was it was quite funny though because if we hadn't have been rushed for time, I was going to pull out a few of the uh, quick questions for the Cobracast trivia that we're going to play, and he already done his research. Yeah, man, he had a lot of lot of similar questions you already had lined up. Mm. But all right, that was that was fun, and um, man, I'm keen to get to our next guest because we have a great chat with uh, Jakey and Matt Gale. We were. Legends of uh, football in Asia. They do a lot for AFL Asia and Jakey over there with the Vietnam Swans. Um, so before we get to it, we're this set, this part of the show is brought to you by Sandown Park Hotel and New Max Services, which if you're in the market for a new aircon or you need your aircon service, go check, uh, give New Max a call and he'll come out and get that aircon all ready for the 40-degree days we're no doubt got coming up. Um, but yeah, enjoy this part with Matty Gale and Jake Norris, and we'll catch you soon with Jamie Townen from West Lothian Eagles. So as we continue our 100th episode extravaganza, we've got another couple of guests joining us. So we've got a couple of former guests of the show, Jakey Norris and Matt Gale. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us, boys. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys jumping back on. And um, it's it's been a, a strange old year for footy, but it's um, I see that footy in Asia's um, got to get some things going and, ha- and had a bit of uh, footy getting played. So, so what, what was it like over in Vietnam? What did they get, get to have over there, Jakey? Uh, they ended up having a, um, up in the north in Hanoi where I am, uh, when I finally got back and they had a uh, HAFL tournament. So it's um, just four teams, nine aside, really nice internal competition. Um, every, you know, every two or three weeks we're having a game. Um, just a, Got a bit, uh, the season was coming to an end, so we tried to fit the last few games in pretty quickly. And uh, in the end, uh, the uh, the Crabs uh, got up in a grand, in a pretty close grand final, probably the best game of the uh, whole tournament. 
Uh, sounds good, mate. And it's, uh, any footy's better than no footy, that's for sure. And to, to have a little tournament going sounds great. But you, so you say you're at, you're back in Hanoi, mate. You, you had a bit of a uh, well, hard time getting back there. So what was you know you were stuck in uh, over in Australia for a bit and and without the missus. So what was it like finally getting back over there? Uh, mate, I'm. Uh... I'm lucky to be working. She's had me chained to the radiator for the last few weeks. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, it would have been good to to get back back with the missus and uh, back to a different climate and get away from uh, all the stuff going on over here. But um, how are things looking over there? How's it all going? Uh, looking good for next year. Yeah, well, clean clean bill of health over here. Um, had a couple of little hiccups, but only a couple of small cases, and then they're they're pretty uh, pretty quick to um, sort it out. The Vietnamese government um, they manage it. They're managing it really well. So uh, yeah, our footy season. We had a meeting the other night. Um, a few a few movement, a few uh, new roles. Um, with a few younger blokes stepping up this year, for next year, and uh, we're going to go ahead as planned. We're going to have our Anzac Day match. Um, whether we get a team travelling or not is another thing. Probably not at this stage. Um, and then we've still focusing on hopefully having the Asian champs um, in the back end of the year, um, all being well in the world. Yeah, so our season will look, um, it looks pretty normal at the moment. Um, and we'll, we'll probably have our own internal competitions as well, um, alongside any Asian tournaments that we get going. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, but you, Matty, I know the, uh, the Dingo's got a game in against the Lions, and I know up in... Uh, in Tokyo, I think it was last week and the weekend before they had their league grand finals. How you know, how was the season in Japan during COVID? Yeah, it's been pretty interesting, big fella. Um, we we got a game off um, on January 27 earlier in the year. Um, that was good, um, but then there was a yeah as as most places we shut down for a fair while as far as uh, being able to play and train. Um, we had a game. Must have been six weeks ago against the Lions. And, um, yeah, the AFL Japan had their, their A-League grand final last weekend. So, Tokyo Goannas went back-to-back and um, they won their 11th grand final or 11th premiership in, since 2004. But, you know, AFL Asia as a region, it, it's been really good to see um, some footy go ahead and in differing circumstances, obviously. So, one thing um, from an AFL Asia perspective, we we're really pleased that we had to maintain uh, 14,000 active participants, um, which is only a, a slight 5 or 6% down on last year. Compared to internationally, I think it was about 68% drop in total participation. So we're pretty lucky. Um, as far as coronavirus goes in Japan at the moment, we're up to about 30,000 active cases. I think Tokyo had about 800 yesterday, which is their record. Um, we've had up to four, about 495, I think, was our record. But we've averaged over 300 for the past month per day. So um, we're coming into, you know, really cold snap. Um, it's been seven, eight and nine the last few days. We've got four four uh, layers on at the moment and um, still managing to struggle with the cold. But, yeah, it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better here. And um, as soon as they get this vaccination out, the better because there's people like me who, we actually have plans to move back to Australia, but they're going to have to put them on hold. But having said that, I'll get a chance to hopefully head over to Vietnam and catch up with Jakey and the Swannies for, for a week in a footy and the Asian champs back on the calendar, hopefully at the back end of next year. 
Yeah, fingers crossed that uh, you know they do find the vaccine, they're working it back to normal. But Rifty, it's a bit of a you know, roles reverse. Last time we spoke to Maddie, he was in a singlet and sweating it up in the storm <laughs> while we're freezing our butts off down here. But you mentioned that you know you only had a slight drop off in participants in Asia, but you actually had an increase in five different countries. Like you know, mm. it is incredible. Like your twenty percent increase in India, seventy three percent increase up in Beijing. As someone heavily involved in AFL Asia, how good is to see such an increase in areas during this you know tough period? Oh, it's been magnificent. For just for example, for the Beijing uh, bombers, once COVID hit, they were left with about four of their normal players, so they had about thirty, and it went went down to four, and they just got the old band back together. So a lot of ex players that hadn't played for ten or fifteen years started getting their whole families out to training, and then they started recruiting some females, some locals, which has never been on their agenda on either front. And by the time the year came around, the, the Chinese clubs really banded together and created a, a real synergy that probably been missing amongst the big three, which is Beijing, Bombers, uh, Shanghai Tigers and the, and the Guangzhou Scorpions, mainly because the Guangzhou Scorpions are involved uh, in the Southern China League with um, the Hong Kong Dragons, and they have their own local league there as well. So the three clubs really only come together at Asian Chance. But now there's a, they're having a, a, a tri-series tournament tomorrow in Guangzhou. Um, so it's, it's really healthy for the, for the Beijing Bombers and, and all of the Chinese clubs. Um, I think we've built a better relationship with, with AFL India and AFL Pakistan over the last 12 or 18 months, which has been off the back of Simon Highfield, our AFL Asia development manager, being involved at head office and, and, and building those, that rapport and support for them. Um, again, Myanmar was a bit of a surprising one because they, you know, obviously the season collapsed um, once COVID hit, but Macau was really impressive with the fact that they actually got the Auskick program back off the ground. Um, but it's probably the biggest benefit for footy in Asia has been the development of um, local domestic leagues. So Jakey spoke about the HFL. There was meant to be a domestic comp in Hong Kong as well. And I think you'll find um, there'll be a lot more local competition launched off the back of the inability to be able to travel again next year. So it's, it's pointing towards a really healthy outcome. And its silver lining has been the domestic league growth. That's for sure. Yeah, we've noticed that actually all throughout the the, um, the world, even like you know, quite, you know, countries like Germany, for example, they've got their German league, but because they couldn't travel, clubs were having their own little leagues within themselves and I think you know it's definitely going to help now Maddie, you are you host a podcast with uh, Billy Crang from the Vietnam Swans called How Good yeah. Is Footy in Asia personally love the show tune in up whenever yeah. I can you've had uh, Jakey on it before I remember when we spoke you know, you were talking about how you, you think about getting it going and then all of a sudden you just got it going how's that been to speak to such absolute legends involved in Asia and Jakey how is it to be part of that show I'll let you take that first, Matt. Yeah, you go, mate. You're front and square. <laughs> oh, no worries. Um, yeah, no, it was a real privilege to be involved with that, with um, legends like Matty and Billy, um, to talk about footy in Asia and my personal life and uh, how I've got to where I am and stuff. Um, it's and it gives a really good insight into a few of the characters around Asia, so it's been really enjoyable um, from, a, from a viewing perspective as well. Um, you know, a few, of the, a few of the characters around Asia I... I know of from yesteryear, but I've never really uh, got a chance, I guess, to speak with them because I've only been in uh, Vietnam for four years. So to actually uh, hear them speak about the, how it's developed from when they played to now, 
um, with Maddie and Billy has been a real privilege. I uh, really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, we've had um, 16 podcasts since we spoke to you last and um, had 32,000, over 32,000 views, which has been super impressive. Um, and I don't know whether you guys know the background details about impressions on Facebook, which when it comes up in your, in your Facebook feed, we've had 376,000 impressions on our Facebook over the past 12 months. So um, just getting to look into somewhere like Pakistan, which is, has had its own AFL political uh, issues in the past where there's been, not surprisingly, a disbanded um, league that um, the real Pakistan has actually come out this year rather than the disbanded one and um, or the Rebel League. And we got a guy on from Pakistan and, and the Pakistanis that are following us now is just going like wildfire, as has their participation. So, you know, we're, we're touching base with different cultures, local players, legends of clubs, um, people from the past. Um, and we, we're looking at scheduling another 20 next year. So we've just put a, we're just launching and we haven't really made this public yet, but we mentioned at the AFL Asia President's meeting a week or so ago that we're actually uh, going to have an AFL Asia um, digital media intern. So she's come on board and we'll launch that early next year. She's very good at video content. She'll, you know, really upscale our uh, Instagram account and provide some different options and, and learn from Bill and myself and, and Simon as well. So also having uh, Rocket White, the, the coach of the, the Vietnam Swans, he's recently joined our Appalachia Advisory Board and one of his um, priorities is in, get, in engagement like myself. So, yeah, as a board um, vision, that's one of our focuses and, you know, building... You know, we really want to set the standard for AFL internationally and really raise the bar in 2021. I think we've taken some giant steps in 2020, but look out for 2021. And I think down the track, you know, we'd like to be the best in the business and how we go about it and getting our commercial partners on board. Maybe by 2025, we're looking at AFL Asia having its own app because of the content we're spinning out and, um, you know, commercial partnerships are getting their sponsorship viewed on a daily basis. So... Big things coming out of AFL Asia. Don't worry about that. Uh, sounds sounds awesome, and um, I, I'm sure that competitiveness within AFL. You'll have AFL Europe that'll be following suit, and they'll try to be just as good as AFL Asia. But that's uh, that's all part of it, isn't it? And that's what helps helps our game grow. Is you guys, you know, leading the way, and then you know other other regions taking ideas from from each other and and helping push their leagues further, which. Um, uh, for, for guys that have only just learned about how much footy there is getting played around the world, it's awesome to see how much it's been able to just expand just this year alone and um, that all the leagues have, haven't just sat on their hands throughout this time, that they've pushed it forward. And, and um, we, we look forward, now that we know all about it, we look forward to following along with everything that goes on in AFL Asia and the rest of the world. That's brilliant. What I've actually quite enjoyed about the uh, How Good's Footy in... Asia podcast is putting names to faces that we hear about. We spoke to um, Derek from the Philippine Eagles and he was chatting about, you know, the pinup boy of AFL Asia, Evan Spargo. And then about, I was listening to podcast <laughs> about two weeks later, he's on this show. I'm like, yeah, no, he's definitely a, you know, a pinup boy. And then hearing about from yourself, Matty Go, you know, a legend of uh, AFL Japan and Yoshi and then getting put in face, you know, face to his name. It's, you know, it's always nice. Yeah. All these names that we hear people talk about, 
Going to go, okay, that's who they are. So that's been quite enjoyable from, from my point of view. Yeah, no, we got, we got to ch- chat to some um, some of the island nations as well. So we've chatted to Fiji and we've uh, chatted to New Zealand and stuff. And I know that um, once travel and stuff like that is is available, I'm, uh, I know AFL Fiji are hoping to get across to Asia and play in some of these games as well. So, um, you know, it's been great to, to learn about, you know, the ideas that are floating around and, uh, it'd be even it'd be great to see this AFL Asia Cup grow even bigger and have a few island nations jump across as well and and get involved in that. Yeah, it would be good. Um, they're probably going to dominate a fair bit by the <laughs> by the look of what's happened in the past with the PNG Marooks um, coming on board and the basic young Division Two champs, Division One champs in two years. Um, now, the Islanders are just freaks at how they play. Um, they, they're so skillful and agile, and their ball skills and ball skills is Harlem Globetrotters like. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's no more evident than uh, one of the PNG superstars getting picked up uh, for the was it Gold Coast Suns uh, rookie list. So, uh, yeah, Ace. Yeah. yeah, he's been in their academy for a number of years, Ace, and. Um, I think he got the best on ground in the grand final of the 2017 Division One grand final against New Zealand. So he's a cracker. And that was when he was 16. So David Lake, who sponsors um, Tribal Sport, which you see on all the AFL Queensland games, I think he's got the monopoly there. He was the coach of the PNG um, team that, that played. I think he's won the last two international cups. He was the Brisbane Lions assistant AFL uh, AFLW um assistant coach and now he's in his own right he's got the Gold Coast Suns AFLW team as the head coach so yeah the, the the fabric of footy internationally goes thick and fast and they're the tribal sporters they're proud apparel provider of AFL Asia as well so just giving them a plug while we got the opportunity uh, fantastic people down at tribal we'll uh, in conversation with them uh, early days for our apparel but we end up just choosing somebody that was um Melbourne based, just we thought we'd better support our own backyard, but professional company and everything like that. Now, yep. Matty, I was listening back to our chat we had with you the other day. Just come like, oh, I just want to make sure there's anything I need to bring up. But the question that we used to ask was, um, who is like you know the mum or the dad of the club? Who the club would be lost without? And you mentioned somebody, and you say, you know, if you had a life membership at the club, at a dingoes, he would be given a life membership. Well, turns out a month ago he was actually given. Uh, the first ever Psycho Dingo's Life membership. So I thought, you know, I actually completely forgot we asked that question. And then, you know, how, how was that for um, is it Yazid? Yazid? Yeah, Yazid, yeah. So we, um, we'd we actually had the, the Life membership medal for, for last year's, which they call a Bonankai in Japan. It's the, it's the last drinks of the year, um, which we turn into a bit of a presentation night, but they call it Bonankai here. So we had it organised for last year, but he didn't come. He had some family commitments come up, um, and he didn't play. He didn't didn't umpire the first game because he, he did his ACL going back about three or four years ago. Just umpires now, and um, I knew we had a really solid turnout. So we had seventeen players for a nine-a-side game against the the Lions there six weeks ago, and I thought this is the prime time. We'll we'll give it through then and present it. And I bloody I cheered up. Um, He's been, in a, you know, he's a president of a, the only premiership team that Sarkadinga's ever had and played here a long time and, you know, just a just a legend of our club. And 
I, I think that really um, bit of a glue, like Australian Muslims that don't drink and, and believe in their faith, it, it's a real glue and it brings the commitment to another level with our club. So really pleased that we were able to present it to him and um, particularly with uh, Mitch Sakaki and, and some of the AFL Japan board there. Um, it was really, really honourable for him. That's awesome. And um, uh, to have some, you know, people around clubs like that, it's, it's, it's what makes clubs great. And, and to have uh, that rich history and, you know, somebody that's it's been a, an integral part of your club and, and now his name will be forever in the uh, the record books with the club. It's, um, you know, I know um, there's, there's guys that, that come up in, uh, you know, that will hang their head on the fact that they want to be an F at our club 50 years ago and um, things like that. So he'll be one of those guys in 20 years' time, maybe able to say, mate, oh, you play for Osaka Dingoes? Yeah, well, I'm a life member. <laughs> and he'll be able to yeah. do all those stories when he's uh, out, out with the family and stuff. And, um, mate, we know you guys have got to get going because, uh, well, Jakey's got to get back to work and Maddie's got hot springs before to get to. Before we wrap it up, before we wrap it up, mate, uh, what's the best time you to come through for a kick in Vietnam, Jake, you reckon? Best time? Now, say uh, someone was looking to be coming through about October-ish, 2022. You know, what would the uh, the footy landscape be looking like in Vietnam? Um, back end of the season, October. So... Whether Asian Champs used to be in October, it got moved to late August um, last year. Um, I'm not sure whether that's going to be the same going forward. So we have our ICC tournament got moved to October, which is just um, the Indochina team. So Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Myanmar. <clears throat> so whether that's still going on, um, but it's a great time to be here, mate. There'll be plenty of beers flying, whether we've got a foot game on or not. And, um, we'd love to have anyone, everyone over around... Uh, around the world, especially the Sandown Cobras, mate. Get over here and we'll show you a good time. Now, there's, a, there's a very, very high possibility that uh, my mum owes me a trip overseas and I've chosen Vietnam as the place to go purely, purely for the footy. She, uh, yeah. So 2022, hopefully, after our footy season's wrapped up, I'm hoping there's going to be a cross there. And you don't get a game going, I don't really care, mate. I just want to sink piss the swans. Mate, well, we've, got bloody, uh, we've got a couple of Guernseys for you boys and uh, some stubby elders, so get over here and, uh, and get on the beers with us. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, we it's got to be top of our list is to get across for for an Anzac Day over there in Vietnam, I reckon, mate. I'm sure we can uh, can swing it. That's the, the club can run itself for a week, and we sneak sneak over for an Anzac Day. Now that's the uh, that's the best best day of our of our on our on our calendar year. That one, um, just paying respect to the to the to the Anzacs, and we get to play on. Well, I think I've said it before on this podcast, but we get to play on the uh, oval where. Where they where they played in the in the sixties, uh, so yeah, definitely a, a good time to get over and and uh, see what we do over here. And it's one of the things that we've we've learned a bit about is how much Anzac Day is is in entrenched within the footy around the globe and having you know clubs over in France and stuff and their their origins dating back to that uh, you know first Anzac Day games and stuff. So it's um, yeah, not only is it such a rich history within our AFL, but it's great that Anzac Day has a, a meaning all around the world with uh, Aussie rules. Definitely. And, Definitely. Um, yeah, mate, I think it's, it's going to be high on my list to get across to a few of these Anzac Day clashes, that's for sure. Oh, they've got a real good one in uh, Thailand every year as well. They play up at Kanchanaburi and 
things like that. So all, I think all around Asia, we have a maybe probably be able to say more on that. But I think we most most uh, leagues ha do have a game on Anzac Day. Uh, it's a, always a great day wherever you are. Play footy and pay your respects. Yeah, well, thanks. Definitely um, Just before we do wrap it up, boys, I'd, I'd like to congratulate you guys on raising the bat for your 100th um, Cobra cast. But I'd more importantly like to congratulate you on the um, the money that you received from SEN 1116. Now, I don't think I've spoken to either of you since about this, but I actually listened to that live on SEN. Um, so I listened to your whole whole interview and I was actually chuffed uh, for you, Blakes, because of the amount of effort that you, and man hours that you put into these podcasts this year. Um, the sound out, and also reading about it on in the Herald Sun on the Herald Sun app. Um, you guys have really done a credit to yourselves and your club, but you've put the Sandown Park Cobras on, on the map uh, internationally. And uh, I know that the international uh, AFL community is really appreciative of the fine work that you guys have done and uh, real credit to you. So well done and uh, keep up the good work. And uh, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to uh, bumping in, into you guys one day for a brewski or two. But uh, we, thanks heaps for the, thanks, the fine work. We, yeah, we really do appreciate it for... Uh, we just said it earlier that something that just started organically, we didn't didn't know where it was going to go and what it would lead to. And uh, we're, we're just wrapped that we've got to learn all about the different clubs all around the world. And we're keen to learn about more um, in the future. So, yeah, thanks Eve, for your kind words. And thanks again for joining us, guys. We do really appreciate it. Um, and we look forward to speaking to you guys again in the new year once you're back playing some more footy and... and um, yeah, we can talk some more shit for for hours, but we better let you guys get to to well, work get in back the hot to work and the hot springs. Beautiful. Thanks, Cheers, boys. Man. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. See you soon, Jakey. I'll see you soon, mate. See you soon, boys. All right. Catch you. All right. So thanks again to Matt Gale from the Osaka Dingoes and AFL Asia and Jakey Norris from the Vietnam Swans. Uh, was, uh, bloody, kind, bloody kind words from uh, Matt at the end there. It was uh... yeah, man. I was, I was getting a little bit, uh, you know, misty eyed. Yeah. It, was, it was very nice of him, and <laughs> Matt just. I'm not, yeah. I'm not used to compliments, so it's hard. I don't know how to take it when I get them. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Matt. Uh, from our, you know, we we got a nice compliment from um, Jolly, and he he was happy with, but. Everyone else is bloody all right. So when you're wrapping this shit up, so yeah. um, it's it's good to. <laughs> Everyone else is. That's what are you doing for the club? What's next? Okay, cool. You're doing that now. Now what? Where, where's the next five grand coming from? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. no, right. No, everyone else is. You guys won five grand beers on the club, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To everyone else, uh, as long as you give them free beer, they're happy and they'll they'll love us forever. But mate, we we got bills to pay, but. It was uh, yeah, nice to catch up with Matty Gale and Jakey again. And um, I hope I you're going, uh, going places from the sounds of it, really digging yeah. into that digital content. Yeah, mate, we got the exclusive AFL Asia exclusive that they're getting their intern on to, to handle that digital media and stuff. So, um, that's pretty awesome to hear. And yeah, hopefully, it continues to help them grow the game over there. And they're doing a great job with their podcast and got. They got a few lined up for next year already, so they're not quite getting to the ton like us. But what if, if we, we can get a special How Good's Footy in Asia Cobra Cast edition where we jump on and speak about how good we've found footy in Asia? Yeah, 
Tell you what, I have to do a fair bit of uh, listening back to episodes though, because I do remember quite a fair bit, but a lot of the time it's listen. I, I remember stuff. I don't remember little bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, but, but it's just great to great to see that they're doing good things and that the game's continuing to grow. And throughout all this, it's it hasn't been too much of a hindrance, and they haven't lost lost the player base they've actually been able to grow and they've been able to do creative new things and get little leagues going in certain regions in china and stuff like that which is you know europe and all these places that have um, done great things but yeah it's awesome to hear um but we, we got another guest to to get on to as well yeah mate we'll jump into uh you know, a chat with jamie cannon for the west Lothian eagles and We'll come back at the end of it just to wrap it up. Maybe another five, ten minutes. Just us talking garbage. I don't think this episode has gone for long enough. Nah. At the yeah, moment. Nice. Oh, well, we'll this wrap, part. We'll wrap it up at the end yeah. and talk shit for a little bit. Yeah. So we got Jamie Townen, who was our very first international around the globe guest from the West Lothian Eagles. And this one is um... brought to you by Mulgrave Country Club and Automata Uzon Plaza, two of our great sponsors. And go ahead, you're going to say something. No, mate, I'll, I'll mention it at the end of it. Actually, probably works better afterwards. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, enjoy this part with Jamie Townen, and we'll catch you at the end of wrap all this uh, extravaganza up. So for our next guest in our uh, episode 100 extravaganza, we've got the first ever around-the-globe guest, Jamie Townen from the West Lothian Eagles. Thanks for joining us, mate. All right. How are you doing, guys? Uh, mate, we're doing well. And we got to thank you because if it wasn't for you reaching out to us and, and um, starting that conversation, we, we wouldn't be here with our 100th episode. So you... You sparked the idea in our minds and helped us get started. So we thank you very much for for doing that and helping us out. Oh, cheers, boys. It wasn't actually, it wasn't my idea to be fair. And I'll give Benji Russell his credit because um, to give him the shout out just now, he's he's the guy running our running our social media, and he um, you know, he really got this off the ground. I've just been the face, so I'll happily take all the credit. But really, it's, it's Benji that's been doing it. Uh, uh, thank thank Benji for us. He's definitely a good yeah, president. He'll definitely, he'll, good, definitely, he'll definitely watch this. So, yeah. Definitely a good president, mate. None of the work, all the credit. Like you, yourself, Rifty. You've done nothing for this cover cast. Nothing. <laughs> That's my, that was my inspiration. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. We're throwing darts now already. Jeez. Um, all right, mate. But before we go any further, there is there's a burning question that we have to ask because we have recently spoke to Colm from the Tyne Tees Tigers and he made a pretty bold claim that he was the number one ruckman in the Scottish League. And we happen to have Glasgow on straight after, so we were able to ask them what their thoughts on that were and they couldn't actually remember him. So <laughs> we're like, well, it doesn't really boast well for his claim, does it? So I don't know about yourself, but... We do hear that you play your ruck yourself. So have you gone up against Colum in the ruck and, and 
Are, is there any substance to his claims at all? Yeah, I, I listened. I listened to all, most of the podcasts, and I, I did hear Colin's one, and uh, I had to sort of look him up as well because I wasn't <laughs> sure what he looked like. <laughs> and I checked with some of the other teams, and they all had to do the same thing. So, yeah, I don't know what 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 that was based on, really, but um, maybe maybe he is the greatest ruckman we've never seen. <laughs> oh, lovely! All right, so who? Who? I've not spent the whole week writing that either. Uh, <laughs> off the cuff. Uh, so who is dominating the ruck over in uh, Scotland? Then is it uh, is it yourself? Are you winning all the taps, or, or are your your um, midfielders complaining that they've got to keep working off the other ruckmen? Um, it, it, to be honest, it, it does depend who who shows up a lot of the time. And you know, I know we're joking about Colin, no, no one knowing who he is, but he uh, it, it totally depends on the team. So the, the level that we play at, you can play a completely different team every week and it's it's rare that you get someone who's so consistent they'll, they'll turn up all the time so um you know i would say that i'm not going to do like a kind of is it that logan paul conor mcgregor call out video thing <laughs> that this week <laughs> i don't want to i don't i'm gonna let colin paint the target on his back rather than me do that but um yeah the uh i i think it's pretty even a lot of the time um there's not i wouldn't say there's a huge number of sort of dominant players um but then you know someone might turn up one week and they'll have a really they'll have an absolute stormer but then they might not play again for two or three weeks and and that's kind of how it goes uh, that's very diplomatic and uh, you know, it is yeah our very own bear trap claims that he's the number one ruckman in our league and, and has him. has claimed that for some time um but i don't really remember winning too many him winning too many taps but anyway uh <laughs> Um, but I actually quite remember it. Sorry, I quite remember a, I think it was a halftime speech where he cracked the shits because the coach was saying, "Read off there, Ruckman." Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't read off Charlie. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was not happy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were losing games by an average of two hundred points that season. So I don't think he could could have done much damage in the ruck if it mattered anyway. Um, maybe, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't making a difference then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, what what's been going on over in in uh, what, for the West Lothian Equals? Uh, what have you guys managed to do throughout this, um, you know, wasted season that we've had? Um, I mean, not not a lot is is the answer on on the field anyway. Not a lot. So we um, we, we managed to have a few sort of training sessions August through to September, and then we managed to have an intra club match for the guys. Um, which was that that was all we could achieve it was more than more than a lot of teams i think probably got in in the uk just from the rules being how they were um off the pitch we we've tried to sort of carry on uh, as as much as normal as we can um so we got we got our women's kit sorted out this year so they've got their own specific kit now and we've actually just had sponsorship for men's kit as well so when we do run out next season we'll be we'll be running out in our own kit which is pretty good um, we got our O'Neill's club shop set up, so I'm sporting that just now. Um, that's all. That's all going in online now, so that that's pretty good. Like we got, we did get a lot of things kind of sorted out off the field, which I think was was the only thing we could really achieve this year. Um, and yeah, we we just had our AGM as well, so I've been re-elected somehow as as the president, um, and pretty much everyone else. I think most clubs probably did the same thing, but most of our committee stayed on and uh, carried on to next year. So. Yeah, we're just trying to make plans, really, um, but it's, it's hard to do. 
No, that's very nice. Yeah, we, we only had to kick one member off our committee, um, which was oh. good. It's hard to kick a bloke off and have rocked up the meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so give give the logo another show, show off the, the new... Uh... Yeah, so we got our... I don't know if you can see it in the light there, but yeah, it's pretty no, similar no. to the, the West Coast one, but it does say West Lillian. So yeah, we've got all the um, all the kind of... all the gear ready for that now. We've got t-shirt shorts, these these kind of tops, our groundsies, our uh, everything else really. It's And yeah, I, I like it. I think it looks pretty good. Um, so now the, the debate that's going on at the moment is we're, we're kind of designing the guy strips um, or we're in that phase to, to put the order in. And I think that the, the debate is whether they want to go with a, a royal blue like the West Coast Eagles or the navy blue that we've, that we've played in up to now. So yeah, that, that's, uh, there's a poll up on our kind of internal Facebook group at the moment and it's, uh, it's causing a bit of a debate. So uh, yeah. So have you have you managed to sneak in a skyline in the design of the jumper? That's the not, question. I mean, we, we don't really have a skyline in West Lothian as such. Not 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 like a. It's not like we're in a city, uh, you know, because we're obviously a region um, rather than like Edinburgh or Glasgow. We couldn't get a skyline in. I don't know. We could maybe we could maybe have a look. I think there's some big bridges here. We could probably get a bridge in it. But does anyone want to see a bridge on a top? Probably not. So. No, <laughs> what, what was the country that had I'll a, take a it. nice no, nice bridge? See. Yeah, no, not out. I think um, actually, uh, I don't was know. it Tyne Tees? Don't they have a bridge? Was they have a bridge in there? So they've, well, they, yeah. So they've yeah, got. Yeah. I think they've got a bridge on theirs, but they've got a bit. Their bridge is a bit more iconic than ours. Ours is just a bridge, <laughs> so it's not it's, much to it. So at that's least something to look at. That's the same designer that designed the Sydney Harbour Bridge, isn't it? That designed the Tyne Tees. Yeah. Yeah, that's that rings correct. a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See. Yeah, because very similar looking. Oh, that certain angles are actually the same. Look exactly the same. Yep. Just, uh, so yeah. I think it was one of them ones like, can I copy your homework? Reuse, just make yeah. it a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Change it a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah. But mate, you meant, before we jumped on, you mentioned that your social media. Uh, so when we started this, um, social media has been going gangbusters, and it was Benji that reached out to us. But you guys have been having yeah. uh, the West Lothian Eagles bonus bowl on your Facebook. I've been. Uh, yeah. I've been following it for probably about a month now. What, what is it? How did it come about? Because I think it's been fantastic for you. you know, winning you know, 70 yeah, pounds, I'll take that so, any day of the week. Yeah, so it's actually Benji's missus that does it. Um, so he, he, obviously he wasn't content with the, the social media storm. He wanted to do more. So he's got his missus doing the uh, the West Lothian Eagles bonus ball, which is uh, it's based on the national lotteries over here, which I think you've probably got something similar over there. But it's... Uh, they do a bonus ball every week and uh so the ball you buy a space on the grid which is a number so say you buy number one then they draw the bonus ball at the end of the week and if you win you get half the money and half the money comes back to the club so so quite a lot of clubs do it over here i think the, the shark the glasgow sharks i don't know if they've they've been on but they, they do one and then there's a few other clubs as well that i've seen running it so the idea was to try, try and sort of bring in money from people who weren't already at the club and try and sort of raise the profile a bit that way um, but obviously there's the, the bonus of the side effect that we we make a bit of money off of it every week. And the, the idea is that that's going to fund our training balls for next year. Um, so we're hoping that, I think we've already made, uh, you know, enough to buy four or five uh, share-ins off of it. So we're pretty, pretty happy about that. And there's a special Christmas one on this week where uh, I think the prize is doubled or something like that. And there's, they put two boards out so you could buy different numbers and you could possibly win the prize twice or two prizes. 
so yeah it's going well it's been uh it's been a really good sort of thing that we've just while we can't actually do anything together it's been a good way to kind of keep keep in touch during lockdown and things like that that's that's bloody fantastic you know would you if you take for example you know you have uh throw uh, two australian dollars in for potential win of 100 australian dollars oh of course mate yeah. well wouldn't you uh, sounds uh, like a bargain to me Absolutely, man. It seems like a surefire way to make hundred dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good going. I'm just waiting for the uh, waiting for Benji to win it one week so we can cry fix, but uh, he's not won it yet. So. <laughs> yeah, no, they're gonna they're gonna suck you in. You know, do it you know, eight or nine times. <laughs> it doesn't win. Then he's gonna win four in a row. Then lose about six or seven. But um, as <laughs> we've mentioned, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say. To be fair, he's. I think people are sucked in already. They sold like a hundred balls this week, so. Holy yeah, they're shit. doing all right. <laughs> or well, what was it? 118 it would have been. So, yeah, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, that's that's doing, fantastic. Doing better though. than ours. Our thousand dollar draw, right? selling more tickets. Jeez. Yeah, you're probably right there, mate. But um, uh, we we spoke beforehand that uh, before we started recording that when we first spoke back in April, you know, you, we were both all all sort of in a bit of a lockdown. Then when we spoke in the 50th episode in July, you were pretty much living a nice free life while we were cooped up inside and now unfortunately we are living a nice freeish life while you're on our back cooped up inside so obviously you haven't got to actually play any footy this year unfortunately but you you did manage to hold yourself a virtual awards night with a you know, zoom moment of the year and a few awards um and a you know, a bloke dressed up as freddie mercury as well um what kind yeah. of awards did you do and was that just you know, what was the reasoning behind that um, I mean, it's, it was kind of just a let's let's do something, let's get together. So we went into our, our kind of region, went into what was called a tier four lockdown, which is the sort of the hardest lockdown you can you can go into. Like nothing was open, and you know the pub you couldn't go to the pub, you couldn't really go out. You were being told not to go outside. You weren't allowed to go into other people's houses and things like that, which which is still the case. You, you can't do that now. But so we decided that in the second week of that we would do this virtual awards night so it was basically just an opportunity for me to try and throw people under the bus for all the mad stuff they've done all year um you know i know that you, you guys will appreciate that from the podcast questions um so what did we do we did uh yeah we had everybody was supposed to be in a costume but like so the costumes kind of ranged from like obviously the guy dressed up as freddie mercury to Somebody was dressed as I think Pickle Rick. It was uh, if you know Rick and Morty, then he was he had a, <laughs> a onesie on for that. Um, and then there was just a bunch of other stuff as well. So yeah, we did uh, we did get some, we got some footy in at the start of the year. So I did where I could. I based the awards on that, and where I had to make it up, I just made it up. And uh, so yeah, I had one guy. I think he won the Zoom moment of the year. Was quite a good one. It was um, we had a guy called Sean who's been. <laughs> been on our group chat this morning he's just got a new just got a girlfriend somehow in lockdown so we'll not we'll not question how he did that but um he <laughs> he got the zoom moment of the year because he forgot to switch his camera off and then like disappeared off at about midnight absolutely steaming doing his ironing on the like ironing his clothes so we were all kind of just watching him iron his clothes and he couldn't hear us so we were just laughing at him and uh so i think someone maybe recorded it so it was a pretty funny image that someone's made of Sean being a domestic goddess, which which we thought was good. Um, yeah. We did pint of the year as well. So when we were away, we were away in Belfast at the Leprechaun Cup at the start of the year, about two weeks before the first lockdown. And um, one of the girls, Michelle, did a shoey. So we had a video of that that was on the uh, on the awards slides and things like that. So 
yeah, we also had haircut of the year. Um, so one of the boys was growing a mullet out during his um, lockdown. So and, and if you remember back to the lockdown, everybody was cutting their own hair and things like that. So we had one boy cut his own hair on one of the Zoom calls when he was drunk, uh, just got a bowl out, snipped. And then we had one guy who's grown out a mullet and I need to send you a photo of the mullet because it is quite impressive now, but that's uh, that's Oscar who's growing out his mullet. So yeah, he's uh, he won the award for haircut of the year. It's not an ironic mullet either. <laughs> no. <It's>, uh, no. <laughs> They're the worst ones. Just a quick question. I know that when we first done the uh, first episode with you, we didn't have Under the Bus. Did we do Under the Bus on the 50th episode when you were on? I don't, I don't think so, think... no. All right, I well, we know I... what we're going to finish up with, don't you, Rifty? <laughs> I was going to say, I'll think of more. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we um, He's already started throwing them under the bus already, so that's good. We didn't even have to That's ask. what I've been doing all week, just trying to get people and <laughs> trying to get my, get my way back on them. Now, um, bit of a more, bit of a more serious note. Um, obviously with lockdown and everything like that, I'm uh, my fingers are crossed that you know, come March time, you guys will be out of um, bit of a lockdown and another Ashley Palmer Cup can go ahead. Have you guys started working on plans for the hopeful of being able to have that, or is it sort of a you know see as you go basis at the moment? It's a bit of a see as you go basis um, just now. So. The plan at the moment is we're hoping to get back into training in February and we, we think we'll be allowed to do that if if our kind of tier system stays the same and things don't get a lot worse. Um, so we're, we're hoping to start again at the start of February and, and see how it goes. Um, I don't know if we would do the Palmer Cup in March. I think it would be more of an April kind of thing this year. Um, so there's I don't know if you know, but there's, there's a lot of other tournaments that kind of normally run in March, but I think I would say it's probably quite likely things will get moved to the end of the season this year rather than the start, um, just to guarantee they can they can go ahead. So the other the other thing is as well that once you start to get into the kind of June July time, then you've got things like the Euro Cup, which is going to be in Scotland this year, um, which is the kind of the international uh, nine aside tournament that they play in Europe. Um, and then once you get into kind of August September, teams are playing finals, and there's I think they're talking about having the Champions League this year in. September, which is all, all the kind of winners of all the leagues go to Amsterdam and play out a day tournament there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it'll be trying to find space for it. But, yeah, we, we definitely do intend to, to run it and to do something that's, you know, it's, it's never been about the date, really. It's just been about having something for, for Ash and, and trying to hold that. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely get something in at some point. Yeah, it's um, hopefully you can get it all together and hopefully the Euro Cup can still go ahead at some stage in Scotland and you don't don't miss out on hosting it. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you get got all the kits for the women's team. How's the women's team and the league as a whole looking for, for the next season? I think they're okay. Um, you know, I think that there's there's been a lot of chats. So the AFL Scotland had their kind of AGM a, a few weeks ago and there was there's sort of talk of well, if we can't play, say, contact sports next year, then what can we do? So there's people are thinking about it. People are still thinking about growing the game. And they're, they're still, you know, I think a lot of the other clubs as well are, are trying to get their, their women's sides, you know, up and running as much as they can. And, you know, we've got our side, we've got the Bloods, the, the Giants, the Sharks. And I think now the Roos are trying to make their women's side as well. And I think I heard you trying to trying to push the Tigers into it as well. So that it would be great to see as many teams as we could and watch that league grow. Yeah, well, uh, Tigers sort of had a women's team a while back and yeah. uh, sort of lost a few. So, yeah, we, we tried to help push it along. And, uh, um, <laughs> do your, as, do your uh, bit. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> as we're trying to trying to get our, our women's team going ourselves, we'll, we'll, um, yeah, it's been great to learn about all the the women playing the game all around the world, and hopefully it does continue to grow. And um, with clubs like yours continuing to push it, uh, it will only just get bigger and better. Oh yeah, we'll keep trying. Um, all right, well. We do want to get you to throw some of your teammates under the bus now. So <laughs> you've mentioned a couple of names, but all right. What do you got? What's the first one we usually ask at dog? Yeah, you think I know when you're out looking at a run sheet. Um, is it, is it joker, joker of the mate. club? Who's the biggest joker? I, I seriously don't have a run sheet in front of me. I'm actually sitting there going, I should know these quite well by now. We've but done yeah. it 99 times. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> obviously not, mate. We haven't done it with him. No, no, yeah, you missed out. Who's the uh, the joker of the class clown of the West Lothian Eagles? I'd say that there's two, um, and I'd I'd probably go for Benji and Steve Downey. So Steve's the treasurer, and and Benji, we we talked about him. He's the yeah the social media guy at the moment. So he um, they're pretty they're always pretty quick to get sort of the photoshops and things like that of people. Like I was talking about Sean's domestic goddess photo, and that's a I think that's a Steve Downey creation. So. Definitely say Steve and Benji for the Jokers. Yeah, love it, love it. Um, how about the class clown? No, I'm just no. Didn't I? Party Sorry, animal. Just, the party, party animal. animal. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. The party animal's a, a tough one. So I'd say that I'd have to pick out some of the guys that we went to Prague with. I'd say that in our we had a we had an Airbnb over in Prague last year. But myself, Steve, that I've just mentioned, was there. Um, a guy that we called Tinder. Um, which we'll probably come on to with the nickname question. Um, and a guy, Matt Heaney, who's, who's an Aussie from Adelaide. So I'd, I'd probably go with us, to be honest, based on what happened in Prague. Um, we also had Matt's dad in the in the apartment with us, which was pretty funny. So he was like, he's like, a, I think he's probably about 60 odd. And he, he lives in Melbourne now. So he'd, um, yeah, but he came over and he, he didn't he didn't hold us back whatsoever. He was definitely, he was leading the charge at various points. So... Yeah, old and Sandy Bell, who's actually he plays for the Ruse, um, and he's also about I think he's about 100. He's ancient. Um, he's one of those guys who's like an AFL Scotland sort of just stalwart. He's always around. Everybody knows him, but he was there as well. And uh, yeah, he's not technically from our club, but I think again he he kept up the pace. So I'd go with that that apartment that went to Prague. Now, just to confirm, is that the uh, the night where you went out, ended up at a very very dodgy bar late and then (laughs) caught the the train or the bus to the game and the Prague coach was on that bus that's that's one of the that that was one of one of about four nights I think in Prague yeah if you you want to know the story go back in episode six of the Cobra cast and uh yeah hear that story because that was a that's a cracker that one I'll say (laughs) yeah that was a that was a that one was a bit different um, it was the night. The night after the game was was. I don't know if I can't remember if I told that or not. But it was pretty. Uh, that one was a wild one as well. We um, we went out. We watched the grand final. So we watched a replay of the. I think it was the Tigers, the Giants uh, that year. And we watched like the first sort of half an hour, and we realized that the Tigers were running away with it. And none of us liked the Tigers, so we um, we were we we just went out and went went on one. And then a few of the guys had to catch an early flight at like eight thirty. So we decided we would just stay up. And, and sort of do that so you can buy alcohol like the whole time in Prague like all night which here you can only buy up to 10 o'clock so we were going out to the shop at about 4 30 in the morning and buying bottles of red wine and then I tried to fit into the fridge it didn't work I'm, I'm a fairly big guy 
Um, so yeah, we broke a few things in the fridge and then <laughs> we decided we were going to, like Matt fell asleep. So we decided to chuck some chocolate all over him. So it'd be melted when he woke up and he woke up and thought, oh, he's not got time for a shower. It's going to look like he's, <laughs> like he's shat himself. So uh, we did that. And then we realized like kind of a few hours later, oh shit, we're going to get charged for this. So we chucked them in the washing machine, which we couldn't read the instructions because they were all in check. Um, so we just chucked like a load of bleach in and thinking that was going to be a good idea. So put bleach sheets and tried to wash them, took them out. They just stank bleach. We had done no cleaning at all. Um, fridge was broken and we were just kind of sitting in this flat in Prague with bottles of red wine everywhere. So not that I don't ever drink red wine either. And maybe that's why. <laughs> Nothing good's going to come of buying red wine at 4.30 in the morning. That's for sure. When, well, we had to try it to know that. Yeah, so. when our when our guys have hit the red, started hitting the red wine, or the house, yeah, the house <laughs> red. It's, it's it's yeah, it's things aren't going to get any better. Um, no. But all right, who who's the 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 guy or girl that just takes the game far too serious? Um, I'd probably say Matt. Matt would have been for that one in the last year. Um, but we there's definitely a few people in that in that bracket. Not so much at training, but there's been some, Matt was coaching us up to last year and there was a day that we were training in the frost and snow, basically it was like snow and hailstones. And I can't remember what happened, but somebody was chatting at the back of the group or something like that. And Matt was like, right, everyone lie down. So he made everybody lie down like on your belly in the snow. And just, we were just like, people are going to lose fingers here. And so that, that still gets brought up every now and again in the group chats and things like that. But, that was maybe a time when Matt took the game a wee bit too seriously, but then he he played in the sample as well. So I think he was maybe looking for a slightly different standard than than what we play to. So yeah, that's a that's a Matt Heaney. Yeah, nice. All right, and so who's who's probably after this Prague trip? Who's the one bloke you don't want to have to share a room with on your next trip away? Um, so I'm trying to try not to name someone that I've already named, but I'd. Uh, he wasn't on the Prague trip, but I'd probably go for a, a guy in our group called Aidan Hardy. Um, so he's quite a young guy. He's about, I think he's just turned 20 and he's just like a hundred miles an hour. He's full of energy. Um, and there's another boy, Mark Frew, who I think he's about 36, 37. And he, uh, like, he's another one. He's just a hundred miles an hour all the time. And if I've got a hangover, I don't want to be dealing with that. So yeah, I'd probably, I'd go with it. I'd put, say Aidan and Mark on that one. Very nice. Um, how about the best nickname at the club? You know, you mentioned Tinder before. Is, you know, is that the best one? Or you got a few, few more. There's a few, yeah. There's a few. So this is this was another thing that we started trying to do net last year. Um, was getting people's nicknames on the go. Um, so we've got we've got a few. We've got Tinder. Um, so Tinder obviously is named after the app. Um, and it's because when he came to training, he introduced himself and he was like, "Hi, my name's Corey. I'm 23. I'm six foot two. And we were just like it's not tinder it's just <laughs> so it just stuck um he just got called tinder after that forever um there was a guy in our group chat last year whose name was appendix because he's useless um there was a guy, <laughs> i get oh, called teabag sometimes um not so much anymore now that matt's gone it was matt that drove that one but i get called teabag because i wore it i think it's like the guy from i've never seen it but it's the guy from prison break apparently so i don't know what what i've done to earn that nickname apparently he's like some sort of like strange pedophile, but like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting named. So yeah, delighted with that one, obviously. Um, it's, um, 
oh, who else? There's Steve Downey, who I talked about before. It gets called Dora. So he wore uh, like Explorer hiking boots one day to a game. So we called him Dora, as in Dora the Explorer. Um, and then he brought his mate along. And uh, because it was his mate, we called him Boots because Dora's friend is Boots. So <laughs> Boots. Um, I think who else? The air dog's not quite across Dora yet. He will be soon. Oh, you'll the get there. Yeah. He's yeah. Got the, the he'll he'll, one, know, he'll so. know all about it soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, not much to catch up on. It won't <laughs> take you long. So, <laughs> so. Speaking of that, um, congratulations in order to you, Jamie. You've got another little one on the way. Yeah. 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 Cheers. Yeah. Thanks for that. It's obviously bored them during lockdown, as I think how much <laughs> people. But, <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. We 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 planned it. We uh, yeah, we're, we're obviously buzzing about it, so it's good. Ah, uh, very nice, mate. Well, thanks again for joining us, mate. We do appreciate you jumping on, and best of luck with everything and getting through this uh, next lockdown, mate. We're we're thinking of you all over there. It was, uh, uh, mate. We hated it, and we got through it, and we're on the other side. So just yeah look look to the light and hopefully you'll uh you'll make it out and, and have a bigger and better season next year and get all the, the great things uh going that you have planned yeah hopefully that's the uh, that's the plan at least if we get some footy next year then we've we've done better than this year so it can't be worse as i think that's what i said at the end of 2019 as well but <laughs> yeah yeah, I'd, I'd, ha- I'd hate to be someone who really believes in New Year's resolutions because uh, <laughs> uh, I do not want to hear one person be like, 2020 was shit, 2021's my year. It's them people that's caused us to be the, the shit. For the rest of it. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> just stick your resolutions up your ass because that's what you've done. But uh, thanks again uh, for joining us, mate. Uh, all the best with everything. And yeah, go the Eagles. Yeah, on the Eagles. Thanks. So thanks again to Jamie Townend from the West Lothian Eagles for joining us and helping us clear up the, uh, the, the ruck debate about uh, the Scottish AFL and, uh, you know, the SAFL as it's, it's called. Um, but, well, I don't know if we really got to the bottom of it, but, you know. I don't think we ever will. I think this yeah. is going to be, you know, a bigger mystery than moon landing. Yeah. Or, yeah, big, biggest, uh, the biggest conspiracy theory since COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but mate, it's just, it's it's quite incredible to think that um when we started this podcast, Will in COVID, Jamie was in COVID, uh, our lockdowns. When we spoke in the fiftieth episode back in July, that's um scary to think that. I feel like we've actually slowed down a fair bit. The fact we banged out fifty episodes between April to July, and it's taken as July to December to get another fifty. I feel like we've uh slow down but and he was living there a fairly free life while we were i think we, were we in that harsh lockdown i think we we're about to i think we we'll, i don't think uh, we no, were, we're, I think in we're it. 
No, I'm pretty sure fifth episode we were. I might have been a week into it. I think yeah. Oakland was born the week before, and it wasn't as like super strict, but it was still fairly. big. And then you know we get to December, and they're back in lockdown, and we're pretty much living a free life, still being tied down by podcasting though. Yeah, but mate, it's the, the 100. We finally hit it. We've we've uh, done it. We've raised the bat. It's been a good fun time, mate. And mate, how many? conversations we've had how many hours we've spent you know yeah we've recorded you know 100 hours now i was about to say that we recorded 100 hours but we'd be we'd be banging on i reckon we'd be knocking on the door of around 130 to 140 hours 150 hours of actual just so another 50 hours of just general conversation with people not just us and you'd be easily on another 100 hours of that Plus you and me talking bullshit, and then it's the other thing about how many time, how much you had to edit of my rants out about clubs cracking the shits about nine game season isn't a season, and this yeah. and that, and then other clubs every now and then reaching out saying, "Hey man, can you just like sort of cut what we said? That's probably not going to go down too well." And you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad to, I'm glad I'm getting a break from editing. I will tell you what, because I, I I'm not sure. I knew what I was getting myself into when I decided the way I wanted to edit it, but it's man, it's been fun. It's but been be a good f- learning experience and we've had fun doing it. To be fair to you, um, I don't think we, we thought we'd be doing as many episodes as I remember when we sat down, we're like, okay, we're going to do a USAFL work because we just have far too much lined up that it's going to take three months for these clubs to come out. And it still took three months for clubs to come out. But, now, that, that is why we're scaling back, mate. But, you know, I tip my cap to you and full credit to you, mate. The work that you've put in for this podcast is incredible. And, you know, the fact that you've had to edit how you have and, you know, well, as you know, we've done we 100 hours worth of um, recording. So that's 100 hours effectively worth of you've had to edit. So it's effectively taken you 200 hours worth of, of this to get it done. So, mate, credit to you. And nah, the fact man, that you... And my tip my hat to you for all the organisation and teeing up all these interviews and working on all the run sheets, getting all the info and all that stuff, mate. We've, well, we've fair, made a good team, mate. To we've, be fair, the first about 10, 15, I was on the run sheets and then it became a generic, this is what we're asking. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing any more research. And you know, I'm going to give you something to put on the back. I think I only fucked up time zones four times. <laughs> yep. Give that. And that's couple, for, yeah. for, for 60, 71 international episodes, mate, that's a... Uh, well, actually, no, 70, no, 71, 73, because Rob Merrow was an international guest. Actually, no, it'd be more than that. Fuck, it'd be more than that because of the fact that we've done, okay, we've done 100 episodes, 70, 75 international guests because we've got 15. So, no, 80, fuck, 80. I'll be about 80. I don't oh, know. Geez, My oh, math's no. only joke. My math's only joke. I'm working off fucking, I'm working off wrong things. So, but, We've um, done a shitload, and we only stuffed up times and a couple times. Three or four and, times, and and once one of them wasn't our, our fault. One well, of them, a couple actually weren't our fault. Yeah, when the the guy was getting on in the middle of the night. Yep. Yeah, we had it mixed up, but you know, mate, we've we've achieved a lot, I think, for for a season that wasn't to be, and. Uh, you know, not not actually getting to play footy. I think we've learnt more about footy all around the world. We've uh, we've met 
hundreds of new people, you know, we've made friends along the way that, you know, we're going to keep in touch with and, and keep following along the journey as well. Uh, am I speaking out of school here when I say that the Sandown Cobras Football Network Club is quite posh with the most well-supported club around the world? Oh, well, I wouldn't say you're speaking out of school. I think uh, I think it's a pretty fair term. Uh, and there's, but I think it's also we're connecting all these clubs and then we've all got a connection back to us now. And man, I think that's, mate, we love, we love it. It's, it's been great. And I can't wait to, you know, organize around next year where we, we play a match and we dedicate it to the festival of football in Europe or, you know, we get involved in some of these other charity stuff that they're doing and, and do our little part to help, help yeah, out with these communities as well. Well, we've definitely learned, you know, to be fair, you know, I think because we have so many clubs close to us, it's like we play our footy, we go home, we may do something here and there. But I think after doing this this year, I think we've learned that, you know, especially you and me, you know, effectively this is our first year as president and vice president. And we're all sort of working off what we've been a part of before. I think going forward, you know, this has been a better experience for yourself and my, you, you and me. You know, we're going to go for now, implement stuff at the club that you know, we would never have given thought to and, you know, it's hard to think that you know, if we've done the um, nothing's better than playing at home video and we had you know, good media, you know, good social media uh, exposure and then we've done a committee meeting over Zoom and it was like, okay, how can we use this platform to help the club and all of a sudden in, in, in December 18 with you and me still talking shit about this podcast that you know, we, when we've done 15 episodes, it was like, okay. I think we have like four or five cobra players. Like, okay, we got five weeks worth. We're good, and they end up being about two weeks worth because we had everything else lined up. Yeah, mate. And in February, we didn't even know what Zoom was. Never even be, heard of it. To be fair, none of the world did. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, I tip my cap to you for the work that you've done editing. But I'm I am sure that coming back after the Christmas break, you are going to be one excited boy to know that all you need to do when we get back is. Uh, just clean the audio up, cut out any rants that dog goes on or any slurred words he has after a few beers and no longer need to worry about the video because we are going to audio only unless we have our plays or you know, we may have a, you know, maybe like a Ryan Davey, for example, if we get him on from AFL Europe, we'll video that one up. But majority of it will be all audio. Once a week, it will be unless we do... You know what it's like, mate. We uh, we will say once a week, and the first recording back to be five clubs going. Oh, can we chat to you? And all of a sudden, it'll be okay. That's a week, but it will definitely only be once we get back to uh, our playing. Playing, it will definitely only be once a week of international, and I'm hoping we have about two or three months lined up before we start the season. So all we have to do is play our games, and that's it. Yeah, that's, mate. that's what I'm hoping. That's that's the key word. Play our games. I can't wait to get out, back out there and playing. It's been good to get out and have a run around the last couple of weeks. And mate, I'll tell you what, I've I haven't missed a season since I started playing. I've I think I've missed two games through injury back to back, and that's that that drove me crazy. So I've had a you know pretty uh fair run at it. So it's been. Yeah. It's been yeah. a bit hard not playing at all. I think what we might need to invest in too, mate, is a live stream of our game. Round three. Yep. Yeah. 
I couldn't think of a bigger game. Uh, it, Channel 7 would actually probably cancel the Friday night game, whatever that game is, because as long as everything goes to plan, round one works well, you and me stay injury-free. Right, we'll be running out together for 150 and 200 games in round three. Yeah, mate. Oh, It's going to be a big one. It's uh, it's it. I did, I did say to Kelly asked for one of the banner. I was like, yes, I would like a banner, please. And just then make sure that it's uh, Rifty can get through it. You know, it's big enough for me, but not too short for Rifty. But you know, I've made jokes. So I'm like, ah, me buddy, you know, I've waited a whole year for my 150th. Now it's going to be uh, overshadowed by your 200th. But uh, I couldn't think of another better bike to be having a bigger milestone with if we get there and everything works out well. We may need to just put our banner with our little Simpsons characters on it. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I appreciate it. But, uh, mate, there's be no overshadowing. There's no no higher honour than uh, than playing your 150th for a club and receiving your life membership. So 200 like it's like playing 50, mate. It's just another. You know, <laughs> Unless I was playing 200, mate, then I'd be telling you all about it. <laughs> it's not quite the 150. The 150 is the big one. And and the only other big one after that is if you, you happen to play long enough to break the the game's record, which I don't, I don't think I've got it in me to make it that far. At one uh, point in time, I thought I would have, but nah, not now. <laughs> but um, nah, anyway, you know, as I said, you know, we go back to audio for the Cobra cast when we come back after Christmas. We're not too sure on the date yet. It could be the 14th or the 20th, either mid, mid to late January, depending on it. It will actually depend on when you and me sit there and go, okay, ready to record. All right, let's look at organize the team up. So, but um, I'm looking forward to being able to grow this a bit different, a bit bigger, and you know, really, really focus on that international side of things with the podcast. And you know, we've spoken about um, getting plans in place. Maybe once a month, we do a nice little recap show of what's going on around you know, AFL Europe, USAFL, AFL Asia, get some correspondence on, and you know, really making this podcast not just to send the Sandown podcast, but also the podcast everyone around the world to jump in on and listen to to find out you know, what's going on. Kind of what it's like, mate. You, know, you see your name written up on a website. You love that shit. You know, imagine bloke in uh, Sweden hearing his name on a podcast with his you know, six girls. Yeah, mate. Be loving it. But at all, I want to say thank you to you. I want to say thanks to all the guests that have jumped on that we, we really do appreciate everyone each and every person that's come on and joined us for a chat and uh, we've learned a lot. We've had a lot of good times and I also want to make sure we thank two very important people, the lovely Kelly Etridge and, and my Mrs. Tam um, for putting up with us, sit in our little boxes <laughs> recording this for, for and spending more time talking to each other than we have probably talking to them this last year. So um, thanks. Thank you to both of them and thanks to everyone that's joined us. I would also like to point out I missed a couple of guests. Uh, they've got what have got 134 guests. I actually had about 136 guests because we also had 137. Because so my daughter joined us very very early days, and I'm pretty sure we would have had Brandon and Ollie both just come through the screen at some point in time during the podcast, <laughs> or yeah. it would have been a just before you had the chance to mute your mic. Nice little please be quiet, boys. Yes, always respectfully be quiet. Um, but yeah, <laughs> now the boys. Also, are, okay, go sorry. Now nah, my boys have been great. They've spent a lot of time in lockdown and not going to school, not seeing their friends, and then 
every now and then or every few days i was telling them get the hell out of the lounge room and shut the hell up because they're going to record so uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, they've, they've been troopers mate on you know, i know as well as you do you know that they're, they're hanging to get back to the footy club i mean had the cover ball the other week and they were both in their bloody copper tops because i was at that keen to go to the club but i would be you know don't have it on at the moment because of a we had a bit of a break but you know, I want to thank you know the USAFL, you know, Cardiff Panthers for sending us off out some uh, nice product throughout this COVID period. For what we've done, he's, he's, he's taking you long enough to get it. Um, but yeah, my yeah again, I want to thank you for the work you've done and your editing and recording and putting up the audio once you, know, you got the hang of it, <laughs> that type of stuff, mate. But yeah, you know, I, I know next year the editing is going to be could be going live as well. Not as much editing, but mate, credit to you for the work you've done, and uh, hopefully, twenty twenty one's the year of the Cobra. Yeah, mate, I can't wait. And mate, it's been fun. Let's wrap this up. Let's go uh, enjoy our break and wish everyone a merry Christmas and a safe New Year. And uh, don't forget, you know, um, obviously, uh, we know what what dad's coming up at the end of the show, but you know, just be smart on the roads this Christmas. You know, everyone's missed their families this over this year. You know, don't go silly. You know, if you are, you know, if you had a few too many, make sure you call a taxi and Uber or DD or whoever you need to be. Don't drink and drive, mate, because, you know, you need to get that towards zero. Yeah, mate. That's, I uh, couldn't have said it better myself, mate. Everyone enjoy their, their time off, but yeah, be sensible and be smart. And we all know what happens when, um, you know, people will be stupid on the roads and, and, you know, nobody wants to be part of something that tragic uh, after the year we've had. Um, so, yeah, thanks everyone. Thanks again to everyone that has joined us. Thanks, that dog. Thanks, Sandown, Cobras, all of that, all our Cobra family. Um, we can't wait to get back to the club and doing what we do best, hanging shit on our mates. So, uh, yeah, take care. And thanks, thanks for watching and enjoying our, our podcast. We'll see you at 101 in January. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra cast with the present VP.